This Metatainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor Metaventure. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor. The Wine and She Show is a Metaverse and NFT discussion interview series brought to you by Metaverse Ventures Entertainment and host Ben68 and more cheats. Warning, the information and opinions within are solely the views of the individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. G'day and thanks for listening to or watching the Wine and Cheese in the Metaverse Show. I'm Ben68 here with my co-host More Cheese for episode 90, recording on Friday the 23rd of June for Cheese, which is Saturday the 24th for me. Today we talked some Upland-ish and then had a very deep dive into the X project with Satoshi, Lieutenant Dan, Sean, and SA, and it was quite the amazing show. Yep, we know you sickos love the smell of wine and cheese in the morning, so bang, bang, you're dead, and just in time to get yourself another arsenal of edumacation in the latest <laughs> shitty episode of... The worst show ever. Wine and cheese. Wine and cheese. The ranger, once like it stumps, once from Australia, once from the Bronx. Talking about the metaverse and NFTs, interviewing all the real crypto Welcome to Wine and Cheese of the Metaverses show. I'm here with my co-host with the most, Ben68. This is episode 90, and we have the X here, who are co-hosts with us today. We're going to do our usual upland spiel, get into their project, and then give our most biased opinions on our awesome articles that we don't read beforehand because we want to be surprised, but the title looks great. Did I sum it up, Ben? Pretty much, yes. Pretty much. <laughs> nice. So... Welcome at the X. Are you uh I hear I hear you're a big fan of the wine and cheese show, huh? Huh? <laughs> subscribe for a long time now. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And I was just saying before we before we kicked off, Satoshi and I go back way back to October 2020. And Satoshi, I you might not have been in the first UDU podcast meeting, but you were definitely in the second or third. So Yeah, no, it's you know, <laughs> she'll, she'll never let that go. No, <laughs> no but, great. Uh, you know, I was saying prior to the podcast, like it, it was very monumental what you did as far as nodes go. Like a node wasn't even a thing. And I don't really think many people know that, but, you know, Ben did it first. Yeah. Yeah, he yes. did. There's a lot of history there. I'm sure we'll dive into it as we get kicked off as well. So absolutely. And uh, Sarah, we, we've kicked around for a while. I don't know. Do you remember Cheese? Sarah is the one who picked up the mint number 10s of the first yeah, I know. Uh, Summer Aquatics and Daco series. I did yeah. a bookkeeping, so I have to know that. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Good to be here. No, you, I mean, uh, you know, more Cheese and I, I think, uh, have many more interactions, Ben, but uh, absolutely. I mean, it's been, it's been great. Thanks for having us on. No worries. And Sean and Dan, we had them on the UD podcast briefly well, this week, wasn't it? So, yeah, interesting to dive in. Dive in some more. But before we do that, we're going to have a look at some Upland news. Now, I said to Cheese there was bugger all happening, but 
I did spend a little bit of time doing a bit of clicking, clicking around, and we did have the Sao Paulo expansion just went live. Was it like a couple of hours ago? Was that right? I saw a few tweets. I thought it was yesterday. Was yeah, it? it was uh, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> That's how interested I have. I was in it. Um, I know I saw Shaq and Dak and a few other people had minted a bunch of properties around Interlagos, the racetrack there, so that was kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know about that. So Dak kind of outlined that whole thing on the UDU podcast. So, yes, the Sao Paulo expansion. So I jumped on over to UPX land and had a bit of a look. So what's this actually done? So it has, of course, put a bunch of unminted properties on the market, which is was the whole point of it, to get more there for new people. I just sort of have a look at how we at with unminted stats. So LA is by far the most unminted. Look at that, 152,490 unminted. It's huge. Oh, mama. It's huge. It's but crazy. I, it's crazy. It's also, I mean, I don't know. It's good that they have some some unminted for people coming in. Like down the road, people are going to like wish they still had some unminted in LA. Yes. Well, I'm selling the bejesus out of LA at the moment. I think I've still got 100 to sell. So, Jeez. Um, Heaps in Nashville, Detroit. I'm selling Detroit as well. Kansas, Queens, South Paul. Ah, here we go. So total unminted, uh, total properties just under 60,000. And now we've got, yeah, just under 17,000 unminted. So plenty of room for new people to move in there for sure. It's actually a really great place for new players as well. There's so like there's so many so much activity in the Brazilian community, and they're doing so many great things. Like if you look at the area, they have a few nodes there, and they're pretty solid. Yes, Monero being the the big one, I believe. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> the only the only place I really wanted to mint yesterday was uh, Ipiranga, Avenida Ipiranga, uh, which I think will be a rare street. I had the help of Human Sim on that one, though. Did mm. you guys uh, do any Sao Paulo yesterday at all? Yeah, I, I actually got two over there. Um, I, I'm totally with you. I think that will be a you know a rare collection. Um, yeah, I, I meant to tell my liquidity ran out. <laughs> nice, nice. I have mine on. Actually, like I never do this. So I'm I'm actually doing it on sale for two times what I minted it for. So, I mean, it's a win-win situation. Risky, risky. No, I think it's good, you know. I actually heard of somebody getting a 5X on their mint, so. Nice. I listen to mine, too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do that, but like like, like Ben, like he said before, you have to choose which places you want to stay and which places you don't. So if I could double my thing and put it in a place where I want to stay, then that's pretty good. Yes, I'm doing the opposite. I'm steering clear of the releases and waiting for the back-end collection reveals and then seeing if there's any high-value collections left unminted and then I'll go over and have a have a bit of a gobble up. Oh. But that can be risky too because you can miss out totally. So. Yeah. say what were you going to say uh, about oh, yesterday's? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with Ben too. I do the same thing. But that's expensive. Like you're going to wait until it's revealed and then buy – buy it even more expensive yeah but satoshi knows the deal we've been talking about dividends since we first got kicked off talking we yeah you know, it's all yeah. about those dibs <laughs> at least for at least for the moment yeah yeah i need to get back over two mil i got screwed when they dropped the dividend so i don't know if yeah. you saw that 
I, I just reached the two million per month dividends, and then it was like literally a week later they dropped the dividend rate, and I was God damn it! <laughs> it's funny because at that time I just surpassed the uh, you know mil UPX per month, and then they dropped on me back under a mil. But I'm at one point four right now, you know, oh, implying possibly a twenty percent decrease. So I, I get, I'll stay above a mil. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> Very. I good. feel so inadequate. Well, I mean, I I did have um. Let's see. I'm you not just saying. gotta you just gotta divorce your properties. You're too married. You're married to no, all these right. freaking properties. You're right, you're right. But I did get my UPX per month up to 426, 983. Well, yeah. It's better than a poker eye with a burnt stick. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, pardon that you should say a hot better than a hot poker in the eye. I love that. <laughs> I think I think that might be the Australian version that I just said yes. We kind of tend to bastardize things. All right. So what else is happening? <laughs> Berlin into the gray. Did anybody get involved in this or going to? I believe it's coming to uh, early tomorrow my time, I believe. If they had free airfare, I'd do it. But it's just yeah. too expensive. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. 2000. Yeah. Oh, where's the part? There's a part here that I laughed at. Uh-oh. Ah, yes, this bit. Read that one, Chase. Once you complete the tour, you will earn 0.01 Spark, which will be useful when you want to build a structure on your property or stake Spark for another project. Didn't I ask that question? Point. Didn't I ask that question in Genesis? Yes. When are, when are we going to be allowed to Spark on other people's factories? Oh, that, what they mean there is just another property, but yeah. Oh, Point oh one. Yes. I mean, for get that players, point oh one. Woo! For new players who are already in there, I think it's a good thing. Well, I got my first point oh three yesterday with my daily logging. So, and also, if you want some, how many cents do they give? Fifteen cents. Yeah, if you want to sign up for it and just not do it, fifteen cents is really cheap at three thousand upics. Yeah, that whole bank your cents thing kind of got thrown in the bin. With you can now buy them. So. Yeah. Well, I, I know a lot of people who buy them nonstop, like a lot. I'll probably buy a few before the Tokyo release, just in case, I would imagine. So, yeah. yeah. Who knows? guess we're all excited for that one. Yes. When you just you just blew out your budget, didn't you say? So I'm, I'm forcing myself to save. I do it every city release. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard not to, especially in your, when you're in a good position and whatnot. Yes. All right. What else is happening? Uh, we have just announced the latest MV Motors sale. More cars. Yeah. <laughs> More cars. More cars. But I'm, I'm going to say something. Excited? I'm going to say something controversial. You ready? Always. <laughs> More shitty cars. <laughs> Who the yeah. Who the fuck wants this? I mean, series one, just a series one. Well, you gotta realize too, there's people that have registered for every single car sale and still haven't been able to buy one, which sounds incredible, but yeah, that's some weird that because people are are selling series ones for under that. Yes, that was gonna be my point too. Um, I ain't gonna buy a series one for two hundred and eighty thousand because if I really wanted to, I could probably buy one for like ninety US dollars. I'd say the only thing out of this whole thing that's that's cool is the Series 4R. Yeah. That's it. 
<clears throat> I mean, if you want to have a car just to have a car, then yeah, yeah, definitely go for one of these. But for me, I'd rather waste my money on the 2022 models before racing starts. But that's just me. I know there's people who only want the 2023 models and they're getting rid of their 2022s. I don't understand that, but, you know, kids but it, are off. It can be an alternative way to, you know, to get some USD out. You know, rather than battling the floors. Yes, you're right. You definitely, yeah. actually, you're definitely right. If you get a series one for two eighty and then sell it for like one hundred eighty five dollars, okay. that's definitely a great way. Yeah. If you have the dividends for it, yeah. How about you, fellas? Still gobbling up cars? Yeah, I, I mean, I sold off all my series ones um, throughout the last like couple months. Uh, I have a, you know, your series, I have a few series twos. I got like five cars total, but it's it's not, not a, a great time to get them off for US dollars. So I'm kind of just holding them. Yeah. Yeah. I was buying cars for a while, but um, and then I ended up focusing on uh, semis. So semis have, uh, are good. Semis are good. Very good. Useful pickup trucks that they're very cheap. Actually, the, that's something that would be good. Cargo vans uh even passenger vans if you don't if you're patient and want to wait until later on yes how soon is soon is the question how many semi trucks did you get Essie? uh you know i've lost count but i think uh... jesus how's that for a flex <laughs> don't even know lost count <laughs> Especially once some um, utility finally drops for those, um, especially you know shops like us with our outdoor decor that we got to move everywhere, it's definitely going to be in high demand services like that because I've just got absolutely jack of moving decor. So Toshi, you'd be the same, I'd imagine. Oh my god, yeah. If you, yeah. God forbid you have to move like five hundred, uh, fifty to a hundred units, like that's a whole day, yeah. <laughs> at least. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. Can't complain though. <laughs> Exactly. No, yes, That's exactly. what I tell Ben. It's yes. a good problem to have. <laughs> yes. All right. I have my I have my Genesis go kart from from Superfest that was airdropped. Nice during the event. So that's my one vehicle. But um, we got our eyes on some exciting vehicles in the future. That's for sure. That's cool. Mm. Yeah. Well, I suppose your project. Which I'm, I'm, <laughs> we'll get into that. I would imagine. But you, if you're talking combat and combat vehicles, there's a whole range of things you could get into there. Huh. There is, there is. All right, I'm jumping the gun. We got a few more things to touch on. Uh, Spark Week is this the first? Is this the first release of Gaia? Was it? Was that the yeah Miles's friend? Yeah, is this Gaia? Doesn't look no, like Miles. That's not Gaia. It doesn't look like Miles, is it? I mean, it's AI art. None of them look like Miles, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Like Good the Seinfeld. You. Good on you, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Costanza. Yes. <laughs> All right. June Spark Sale coming up. Yeah. Um, I still I'd I'd like to round off to 30. I think I've got 0. 0.7 I need to get, but 
I got bills. Daddy's got bills to pay too. So <laughs> I have just over a hundred now. I'm selling in trips and drabs, but I really want to save up for that one spark. Man, that their graphics suck. Yeah, they do. I had to I scroll back to see where that was. Yeah. 30. Yeah, so it seems pretty similar. Quantity 50 of the ones. So yeah, it seems similar, well, if not the same as last month. I'll say one thing. I'm glad they're not spending you know any precious you know money on graphics like i get the picture with this it's more than enough for me yeah yeah well that's definitely ai generated because unless they're trying to hint at korea because that looks more korean language in the background than anything <laughs> interesting all right um and we do of course have the treasure hunting i might actually maybe i'll try and get a few Treasure and where we got cities: Cleveland, Detroit, Queensville, San Francisco, Ooh. Santa Clara, Las Vegas, Oakland, Fresno. Maybe I'll travel over to Oakland. Or Actually, Santa Clara. yeah, Santa Clara and Fresno. I hear good things about that. I shouldn't say that out loud. Yes. I might try Fresno. Well, we've both got projects in Santa Clara still that we need to yeah get done. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You guys, you gobbling up Spark? I know. Is it Sarah? You've got. Is it you that's just got like an absolute shit ton? It is. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, it now, is. <laughs> I, I, uh, right now, I'm at sixty four, sixty five. Wow. Um, yeah. So I've I've been uh, I've been accumulating, but I you know I stopped buying it just because uh, you know I was waiting for STEM to drop, and um, you know I was going to switch gears, but um, yeah, I'm kind of thinking that we're going to need more. Yeah. More spark. Yeah. You can never have enough. <laughs> Never enough. How about you, Satoshi? Do you happy with your your amount? Am I happy? You... No. As you mentioned, no. I'll never. Yeah. Well, there'll never be enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm approaching thirteen. I mean, it's good for my medium factory, but uh, you know, we're gonna need more in the future. I, I don't think uh, I think the the golden number is like twenty five minimum. How much do you yeah. have? Thirteen. You said just, you're just under thirteen. Oh, like twelve point nine nine. Twelve point like seven nine. <laughs> 12.7. All right, cool. I got more than you. I have 12.96. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know about you, but me and Ben, uh, weren't you airdropped like seven spark when they came out? I was, I got two point something in the first, the very first early testers. And then I got another full one because there was, uh, there was one of those way back in the day, those minting competitions or something that I won. So that was one spark. And then I got, whatever it was seven on top of that so i think i got near 10 for yeah. free as part of all of the that, stuff we did way back in the day that's pretty that's much not... how my situation went too i think i, I got like airdropped i got a ridiculous amount the first time i don't know if it's six or seven something crazy yeah and then um i think i only acquired like four or five myself max mm. i um i got airdropped 3.35 and that's because me and nubex did not sleep when they were doing those 0.01 treasures um, and you were able to get one like every seven tries. It was so easy and they had the fountain. So I was like, when am I going to have this chance again? So I just did as many as I could. Um, and Nubex a beast. He he was like sleeping even less than me. Even Oh, those guys are crazy. Nubex, Brabant, um, Bocchio. I think they're all over 50 or something now. And that's well, just most, mostly from grinding treasures. Yeah. And I saw Nubix, Nubix dumped uh, 19 Spark on the X Metaphor. Nice. nice. Yeah. That was when cool they, of him. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, those girls are they're next level. All right, what else have I got? Oh, I got one more thing to touch on and then we'll get kicked off here. Um, not Spark Week, we did that. Uh, we're just checking on the neighborhood scores now. I mentioned Monero before in in um, Brazil. That's the that's the one we're battling with now. Mid-10 Terrace is 13.282 and Monero is 13.288 for third position. It's just interesting how much, how many more residents we've onboarded in the last week. I believe it's in the order of an extra 30 residents or something and yeah it did um boost the score a bit but not by a whole lot so wow you guys guys have jumped up yeah jumped up in the uh rankings well we're offering a samurai surfer which is a very rare map asset uh going for 200k right now i heard about that yeah if you all you have to do is come on and and put your uh residence there and i want to say uh, give a personal thanks to TML last night we were talking and he moved his uh, residence over so thank you so much for that and we I have to send him a samurai surfer I'll put one in my um in my shop reserved for him well it's nice that he replies to you because he don't reply to me no all right so, yeah and I would say too, there is, if you did want to get involved in this, there is actually properties available for sale with structures on them now in mid 10 terrace. I believe the floor might be there 125 USD. Oh, wow. So that's, and you get the, don't forget that if you were to jump on that and temporarily put that as your home residence, well, yeah, you're still going to qualify for that free samurai surface statue. So uh, last time I checked, it was like, it was ridiculous. It was like astronomical prices. Yeah, we've had a few um, few flippers kick in. Let me just see if I can pull that up now while we're talking. Um, and then, Cheese, don't forget to mention that project you've got going on at the moment too in the Bronx style. Maybe while I'm getting this ready, you can spam that. Oh, that. yeah. So um, I'm, I've am i been taking on uh, trying to play a lot of the level two projects out there, and I really fell in love with Uplandia. Um, and my Bronxdale node is going to be the first expansion. And I, I wrote out a bunch of really funny uh, lore, basically. It's, it's about cows and people kind of like coexisting with the same intelligence. So you'll have to, you know, mm-hmm. go check it out to, to see more of it. And I'm, I'm doing all of my own art there so it's taking a little time to get it out because i have to have an art piece for every kind of s- scenario and situation but it's coming along i'm halfway done yes don't sleep on that one so yeah we've got what what have we got here we've got three properties that are cheaper than the samurai surfer rate so there's one there for 125 with a structure and then there's two at 150,000. so there's year. a Midtown Terrace for 150000 UPX, yep. Wow. Because I just stopped gobbling up the floor. I'm like, oh, we've got our percentage built rate at 85. Um, if you want to flip out, go for it. And they've got structures on them. So that, that's what we always said internally within the team. If you, if you want to sell, that's all well and good. But the very least you could do is put a structure up on it. So thank you for that. The people that are doing that. So, yeah. Yeah, and now with these level twos, like the nodes are going to be coming more and more valuable, especially with uh, numerous meta ventures on it, like a speedway. You could get sponsored events. Um, 
with the 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 uplandia you own property you get like you know easier time growing your own stuff instead of using the public farm so it's it's um it's nice to see that nodes are you know finally getting their due fantastic yes all right, that's all the upland news I had to touch on. Unless anybody else had anything else to go on, we can <clears throat> dive on in. Pour us a hot cup of the X, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let uh, you guys the sound of... effects in the background. <laughs> <laughs> we'll awesome. kind of like give you guys free reign of of what you want to say, put forth, and then. You know, if you haven't answered them with that, I'll just ask a few questions. We'll ask a few questions at the end. Oh, absolutely. Sounds good. Sounds good. First, I feel like uh, such a noob in this room with you guys, <laughs> with your property and your spark. I don't even I don't even own a car. I'm such a loser. You'll get there. It's still okay. really early. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, noob, noob is true, but loser—that's that's a bit no, yeah. harsh on yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm basically homeless. <laughs> You're a newbie, man. You're a newbie. You're not. Uh, I got. I got to step on my game, especially hanging out with Essa and Satoshi. Man, they're rolling deep. I mean, uh man, I got to hey, step on my game. I, I, I love it. A place in Bronxdale, if you want. I like Bronxdale too. Did you? Uh, is that is that from the movie too? Did you see the uh, movie Bronxdale? Yeah, I did. I Love did. One of my 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 best friend's sister's friend was in that movie. She was the leading girl character. Ah, oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I always use that reference where now's you can't leave. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 funny what Dan said there. That that's exactly how I felt when I joined in January 2020 with Upland. You looked around the map and there was people there that had um their net worths were like 1 million or 5 million UPX worth. And I just couldn't believe it. I was just like, wow, I'm already too late. You know? So you never yeah, too I late. I, right. I have a lot of work to do, man. I freaking, I'm sort of a, I'm a contradictory, you know, in, in terms like uh, I'm a game designer and, but I don't play games much. I just like sort of just study them because I was yeah. such an addict as a kid. And in, in, into my, all the way into my 30s, you know, I was such an addict where I used to have to have my friends hold on to my game. So I'd be like, oh just hold God. on to this. And then Whoa. hours later, I'd call them, yo, can I get that game back? Changing <laughs> for it. Wow. That was so bad. I mean, you have to almost be at that level to become a game designer because it's not enough playing the games. You're like, I need more. I need to control yeah. them now, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, I uh, game a lot, too. I game a lot. Oh, I know. So I'm like always worried, uh, you know, worried, like, am I going to get back into that addiction mode if I start playing it? So I always try to like control myself because, uh, I mean, games are powerful, yeah. you know, and they, and they, uh, and Upland is more than the game, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, an, an entire world. It's a, it's a metaverse. And that's what people don't understand. You know, a lot of the gamers don't realize where it's evolving to. This is Uplands. More than game, you actually can make money. It impacts your real life. You're going to, you learn from it, business mechanics. You learn how to like, uh, you know, buy, sell, entrepreneurship, start, start your own, you know, organization. Arbitrage. I mean, it's, I've been yeah. on multiple calls. They're talking about arbitrage and how cool is that, right? To learn those strategies. And uh, by the way, Dan, I am already, I think, down the rabbit hole, man. I'm multiple continents now, and 
um, stacking properties to following Satoshi's lead. And, and uh, nice. it's been fun, man. It's yeah. Log it in, do it, you know, get my upics every couple of hours. Like I, I'm there, man. I'm in the cycle. So yeah, I get it. And it is really, when you tie the community in, I mentioned that last night. And uh, when you tie this community at Superfest that we were able to experience and meet and, you know, more cheese and everybody, I mean, just, it was so welcoming and warm and everybody just is there for the same vision, even though their own purposes, everybody has their own incredible vision that they're, that they're, they're either working on or developing or is already up and operational or they're just there playing the game. You know, they're not looking to build anything out or it, it was just a little bit of everybody um but a whole lot of uh of, of real high level energy not just pollyanna enthusiasm real high level energy um and that's i think the thing that that really tipped me over even at Superfest. now yeah, i'm down the rabbit hole i swallowed the pill yeah it's it's I, I talked to cheese about this before we got kicked off too i've um famously been banging on that for me this is only a game um because i come in it from a a mobile gaming kind of perspective and i said I'll, i would never really switch my mindset until i could start paying off my real life mortgage uh, but i've been doing that for the last eight weeks and this week i'm set to pull out i when i withdraw on my wednesday that the amount that i'll pull out from that week's worth of sales will be more than my weekly income from my wage my actual job wow which wow, is congratulations. Insane, insane to think that's about that's a story that's yeah, a that's story, man. Crazy. So that's, yeah, that's congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So I always said, um, once I start paying off the mortgage, it'll be a different kind of mindset. Well, yeah, that's it's happening. It went from so, a hobby to a business. Literally, yeah. That's the end of the um the end of the Australian financial year is June, and now I'm having to consider registering, you know, a, a business and this sort of thing to take <laughs> advantage of tax tax stuff. So yeah, it's um the last probably the last two months have been insane. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed with that. I'm so impressed with how he's doing it. And I think uh, arbitrage is the perfect word for Upland. Like that's actually awesome. I I I'm telling all of y'all it's arbitrage. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sabotage. <laughs> That's the right the Beastie Boys spinoff. I like that. We should we should redo that for Upland. Title of the show. That's a um. That's a nasty hook song waiting to happen for sure. Maybe. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. So I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited that we're we're working with Upland and building an Upland, and I, you know, I want to bring more gamers and people from our community and our grown community over because this is where it's evolving to. You know, I don't want to strive to go off too much on a tangent, but I, I want the gamers to know, man, we, we've been playing games for so long and they they give us fun, but they're evolving to give us more. They could give us they could give us a different lifestyle. They can give us, you know, an opportunity to make money, an opportunity to design our own games. Upland's huge on that. You know, a lot of people are starting their own game games and building and whatnot, which wasn't possible before. So Web3, you know, there's a rift happening on Web2, Web3. The, a lot of the gaming industry sort of fighting it and trying to knock it. And uh, that's got to stop. That's why I got I really as um you know, a game designer in this space, I really want to, you know, I hope my dev diary can show a lot of the gamers and the guys that are stuck in web two 
where it's evolving because it's about the user, it's about the gamer, and it's about giving back. Too long have these AAA game companies just taken from us and taken our time, our money, everything, and never given back. They actually layer on top and try to take more from us, double dip it, not even from the users and the gamers, but even from the developers. Yeah, the they, developers. You know, so it's a, it's a, it's a new movement happening in the Web3 space. And I'm so happy to be part of Upland because everything that Dirk and Adon and, you know, the executives want out of this metaverse, you know, is really it's like coming to fruition. And they see a big vision of giving back to everybody that's inside Upland. I mean, they're giving back to us right now by allowing us to build and supporting us, marketing support and whatnot. These bigger companies, you know, they don't even want to open the door to even talk to us. But then you know, on so. the flip side of that, you've got the the gamers, like Cheese and I have been covering this for I, I, well over a year, that the gamers are pushing back against, you know, the whole NFT thing. That's just utterly bizarre. And then we've got, um, you know, platforms like Reddit where they do an NFT sale, but they call it everything except an NFT because they don't <laughs> want to be brandished with the NFT word. Well, what do you think's behind that reluctance from gamers to embrace it? I think I'm just going to jump in and then you could jump in too, Sean. Like, I think there was a couple nasty little um, issues that happened. I think Ubisoft with their, they did an NFT launch that like, uh, like wasn't an NFT launch, but they're saying it at first, right? Post Recon. Yes. So I played um, it because of that. Yeah. So these gaming companies actually tried to get in this space and they tripped over themselves because they were still trying to exploit. It wasn't true what they were doing. It wasn't real web three. It wasn't, it wasn't really an NFT. You didn't own it. So mm -hmm. they were sort of like, they were trying to jump in real fast and get it. And then when they uh, fumbled the ball, then they're, they, then they step back and blame uh, the, 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 the whole culture of web three. Nah, yeah. nah guys. And then that <clears throat> narrative trickled. And then that narrative just got spun. And then the, all the AAA companies like, let's keep this narrative because we could keep our shit tight. <laughs> You're right. You're 100% right. Because like they did F that up so bad. And um, then they messed up and they're like, oh, we're not doing it anymore. And then they're not doing it anymore. So the NFTs that, that they gave out are are worthless, are useless. Yeah. So they so then the, all the gamers are like, oh, we, we just got duped this whole. And then they, they blamed it on the whole market because that's how the narrative got spin, spun. And it ain't right. And uh, I, I think the gaming companies are about to get slapped in their face. And we're, the X is on the forefront to slap them in their face. It's too <laughs> nice. long this has been going on. And it's all about the gamer, all right? First, they don't protect their lobbies. They don't protect anybody. This is the community. Ever since I got into Upland, I, I, I start speaking fast. I'm sorry. I get, uh, you know, pumped up. <laughs> for it. But, yeah. uh, you know, the Upland community is like looking after each other helping yeah. each other you go into lobbies and Fortnite and whatnot there's these there's grown people just trying to steal from these kids buy me these skins get me this stuff they're like getting attacked from all these directions and where is the gamers the company this big company behind they're not protecting them they're just off making the next game so they can make their next buck Mm. Right. And then like just what happened to us with Guitar Hero, we were right in the middle of the next Guitar Hero and Bobby Kotick and Activision shut it down just because the margin wasn't enough. All right, mm. let's get rid of these 200 developers. And later on, we'll outsource it to another company, uh, to another country and another company. And it's so messed up right now. And I don't think enough game designers talk like my teachers in Full Sail University that, that came from the gaming industries. They're like, I don't know if you want to go there. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and I see why, because I mean, I experienced it firsthand. I experienced it before I even went to college. I experienced it at a claim when they locked the doors on us and they didn't pay us for a month and the claim went bankrupt. Acclaim Entertainment, one of the biggest companies in the world. That's where I started, right? They didn't pay us for a full month. And then at the end, when we showed up for work, the doors were all locked with all of our stuff inside. Oh, we went bankrupt, guys. So there was a big lawsuit trying to get the money. All these people are just out of work and out of a month worth of pay. We're Mm. already starving, right? That's our livelihood. They just did. They did us dirty. And I was like, I'm going to go and um, start from scratch. I'm going to go back to college. I'm going to get, you know, my bachelor's in computer engineering, understand the fundamentals of game design. And I'm going to try to make a difference in the game industry. And I went back to school. I got recruited by Activision and I tried to make a difference. But I saw the same thing happening again. I saw it on Guitar Hero where they got rid of Mm. most of my friends like that. And it was like, uh, it was so sneaky that it was like, we were a year and a half in development on the next Guitar Hero and we're all pumped up, right? You got a whole, you got huge teams on this. Guitar Hero was like 200 man team, right? Deep in it. And then um, just one day out of the blue, you call a meeting, Guitar Hero shut down guys. And uh, you go to your office and you're, we're going to be, you're going to be told that you've been affected. And I just saw all my friends dropping like flies and I'm like, something's got to change and then all of a sudden web three came up with years later and now i'm back with this team with this squad and we're here to make a difference that's awesome nice. i love that i watched your diary too it's uh-huh. very inspirational definitely yeah it's very motivational i think everybody should give it a watch uh just uh, to kind you. of you know know where you're coming from and, and where everything's headed to uh they would they would definitely you know even enjoy the game even more knowing all of that um, <clears throat> how did you guys all meet? How did you meet up? Like that's uh that's this gotta be an interesting story. Everything happens for a reason. Sean, you you tell him you tell him good because it was like <clears throat> I mean, it was just uh, it was just faith that but like you know, I met the right people at the right time to do the right thing. And Sean, tell you know, go for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of serendipity and um, you know, uh, you know, just a few degrees of separation, but one of our mm-hmm. One of one of, uh, one of my clients and and uh, really you know uh, uh, real true innovators in in direct marketing a guy named Tony McKnight and George Reed they're actually not only are their companies a sponsor of the X uh, Survival Dispatch and uh, Big Daddy which was one of the lo- largest e-com sports retailers weapons lifestyle you know gear tactical gear you name it everything under the sun weapons they did all kinds of great stuff and. They were working with Dan's company, uh, Mode Meta, at the time on a weapons project. Um, and uh, what was so cool about it is they called me up and they were they knew that I was in Web3 and I'd worked with them over the years on many different marketing projects. And uh, there was, uh, there, just, George was thinking, he's like, man, these guys worked at Epic. And not only did Dan work at Epic, but they built the Ford uh, Bronco. They did Activision Blizzard, sorry. Activision Blizzard, and not only that, but they're working on the Ford Bronco, and then they did—they're doing these weapons for us. You just got to meet them. I think there's something there. You're doing something with those NFTs and that Web three thing. Why don't you guys should meet? You really should meet. And I'll just kind of fast forward through it. We got on a call and uh, kind of, you know, we met each other and went through the introductions. And Dan was—they uh, were sharing the stuff they were building with a weapons configurator and weapons visualizer and explaining how that technology worked and. 
my mind's going, you know, a million miles a minute and just kind of absorbing it all. And I said, Hey, give me a couple of weeks. And I came back with a, with a business outline, which is really the, the outline of, um, can I share my screen? Is that okay? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, mine. Absolutely. Oh, okay, great. So that outline was really the, the, what grew into this, this web three gaming platform. And it was really a comp, yeah, it was really a combination of these assets and the names might have been different, but the, the outline was there. And as I went through explaining, like, I'm not really interested in like a CSGO or a digital twin weapon, just a weapons play, but I'm really interested in blockchain gamer. That's where my heart was. My thesis was that's where, you know, I wanted to put the first big Web3 venture as far as what I was launching at BlockX, our Web3 uh, venture uh, fund. And we wanted to be able to, to find the right project. And when I met Dan and we went through it, Dan, I got done and he goes, okay. He goes, are you done? And I'm like, yeah. And I got these, I get goosebumps every time that I think about it. Dan automatically is like, I've been building that for 10 years. Wow. And he and he lifted the veil, so to speak, and showed me this portion of, uh, of uh, a museum that had a couple of legendary commanders, one namely named Julius Caesar. And Julius Caesar commands the, you know, commanded the 10th Legion. And that's where the X comes from. And Dan's vision, as you saw in his dev diary, was around Roman warfare and and recreating a basically Call of Duty in in the Roman times, right? With real Roman wars and real storylines. But Dan had also had, because he came from the Innovations Lab and what they did on, on Guitar Hero, Dan had figured out that, hey man, you can do a real knowledge transfer through a digital experience. And they they had they had proven that at in Guitar Hero. They couldn't prove it in obviously combat games, but ultimately Dan believed that you could also resurrect these memories and have people have more in gaming and learn from and resurrect this history that, you know, in essence gets buried and gets changed and gets lost and resurrect that. And Dan began to unfold, which turned into what you're looking on the screen, the first nine assets, which were legendary commanders, which are the, the basis of the collection, the nine led uh, the 6,500 legendary legionnaires, which are a mashup of those nine different legendary commanders. And they all, are ascending to the metaverse. These are the first in-game assets in phase one to basically play a, a series of mini games called the quest. By the way, one of those launching exclusively and first ever in Upland, one of those mini games that will tie into our grand quest for 150,000 in cash, crypto and oh. incredible gear, not just hoodies with, with right, not just hoodies and, and beanies, but, but gear from our actual suppliers, like, like Skydio and 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 Ghost Robotics and Survival Dispatch. So, and this whole entire quest and this whole entire model came from literally meeting one day, going through, looking at the dance capabilities, his technology, and just being inspired, and then coming back and having this idea that he had already started and had been working on for ten years of his life. And that's why we talk about serendipity being playing such a big part in this collection. And then the rest unfolded like anything through creative meetings and, and working together that um, spun off the first, um, the actual first art you see here, that's the actual commemorative art when, and behind me, when, when we came up with this idea to mash up. Cause the other thing Dan talked about was that the greatest superhero catalog are these individuals, right? Yes. Cleopatra. You mentioned Danny Oakley. Yep. Somebody mentioned Danny Oakley. I did. It's funny. I bring her up. Yeah, you did. 
I bring her up all the time. Yeah. There, there, we, there's going to be another nine legendary commanders and right. There, there's going to keep growing the ecosystem because there's, there's just so many great stories to tell, but we started with nine all searching for the one legendary commander, the one legendary commander, the by one, the way, yeah, is, I was just going to ask you that. And that's a, that's the modern and the futuristic. And when we oh. say future, not like make believe, but, but actual, items like the jedi sleeve that are being tested right now they're not even available to civilians or for commercial sale um they're being tested i think at the socom right socom dan on jedi sleeve yes so all looking for and, and who finds whoever finds that is gonna is gonna crack the code think of like ready player one or yuga labs and 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 any of these incredible scavenger hunts right that integrate skills and mini games that's the new way to build a game not in a vacuum but through the voice of the community, not yeah. with a hundred million dollars in capital and focus groups and the way Dan, that's why we chose web three and to grind it out in the trenches and to build a community with those nine legendary commanders and those 6,500 legionnaires, which will, are a mashup of those nine legendary commanders. And they all carry it's, the traits of the yeah. one. It's very interesting that um, educational element. I haven't, hadn't really considered that before. And, but when I reflect on it, most of the history that I know, I learned from Slayer and Iron Maiden lyrics. So perhaps this is like the, <laughs> the future integration of that. Like Cheese and I have talked right. on this show about how, how um, Web3 is going to change the, you know, the look, the feel of education. Um, so, yeah, you, you can literally, you know, have some fun, um, you know, play, earn, learn. It's all packaged in one. Oh, right. my God, Ben. Play, earn, learn. Wow. That's a better title. <laughs> That's an go. even better title. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really cool right. to, to, to actually know what where the name came from. And, there you uh, go. Look, it's right there. Yeah. Play, learn, earn. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> like, so like, I one of the never, things. I would have never guessed the Julius Caesar's tent thing. And I think that's really cool that it came from that. Sorry. <laughs> and whoever, no, that's right. And whoever cracks the code will command the 10th Legion. Wow. They'll be the one legendary commander. You'll actually become that. And we'll show you it's behind Dan right now. You get all the loot, all those, everything you, you see on the screen or even behind Dan, everything that you see is a real asset that you own. It's a digital twin of either it's historic legendary commander so on the screen right now um is a leonidas le legionnaire and that leonidas legionnaire has got the you know has swords it's got a helmet it's got all kinds of other things like death masks and different variations um and that's the the historic but it also has the modern weapons from our in real life suppliers people like Thindicus, ceo core elite operations which by the way are all ghost robotics these are the leading weapons manufacturers the leading mm. uh tactile or tactical or lifestyle companies survival companies training companies and we have them we have them as real digital twins where we create them and then you get to own those assets and train with those assets in our so, actual metaphor that's awesome. so, so, that, so that would mean like that that character's decked out with um, multiple NFTs. So I'd assume each of those right. NFTs comes with its own like historical write up and all of that sort of stuff. So you're building a right. a grand picture. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, I yeah. 
like if you look at that, if you look at that legionnaire right there, Ben, uh, that's yeah. the hat the Napoleon wore at yep. Waterloo. Those are his dress swords. He comes with his pocket pistols. It comes with his um, traveler's pistols, all digital twins from museum pieces that sit there. So almost every um, commander, we, you know, of course, like the the older ones, Sun Tzu, Leonidas and stuff, we sort of had to use our imagination of what, uh, what his um, weapons and what he looked like and everything but the ones that we actually have the information. So that's like Napoleon's death mask. A lot of the commanders back in the day used to get a life mask or a death mask created for them because that was like the, taking a picture of them, right? And so those are famous pieces that usually were that were done by famous artists from those time. And Sitting Bull has a death mask. Uh, Washington has a life mask. Napoleon has a death mask. And we recreated those as well so people can see them and see, you know, the, the their real features in a whole new way. Um, and through those NFTs, you'll be able to read the description. And then if you want to learn more, you know, you can then go on to research it more yourself. That's, that's, yeah, I think right. that's incredible. I look at right. the detail. Right. And, and these digital assets are actual, you can actually, they're, they're right. You could take them apart. You can actually, there's a secondary mm -hmm. market for them. They could be traded, they could be sold. Um, these first to fight legionnaires come with these assets. Um, and each, like this is Napoleon, because S.A. is on with us, right? So S.A. is the actual Napoleon legendary commander. Those are kind of like the first seed investors, the first, the board of directors, right? They're the finding, founding fathers, literally, of the XNFT collection, the Genesis mm. collection. And um, when you mint out a Napoleon, one of our innovations in our smart contract is you can mint to cohort. So you can choose Sun Tzu or choose Napoleon. If you chose Napoleon, you're only going to get historic traits, which are, by the way, items, right? Which are also part of what make up those unique, ultra rare, super rare, right? All of those billions of a billion combinations that your NFT could yield. Because, by the mm -hmm. way, when we talked about how we met and what happened on that day, the gun configurator and visualizer, Dan was able to repurpose that and rebuild it to be an NFT visualizer configurator. It's the same technology. So, so that's why you're seeing an NFT that's evolving blueprint and UE5. So this is built mm -hmm. on the Unreal Engine and it will evolve with you because as you play the quest and you go into our metaphor and you play these branded experiences where you you learn. I know one of the questions was, hey, can you actually grow and benefit as an individual? That's the whole premise is don't play the hero, become one and actually level up yourself in the process mm -hmm. of playing this high I asked strategy that last night yes, in the comment section. Such a good question. <laughs> it was such a good question. And <laughs> and in these in this metaphor, which by the way, you're looking at the macro of the micro of what's inside of the actual upland. So yeah. we're replicating this. So this should help connect the dots for all the game upland gamers that ultimately Inside of our metaphor, inside, there'll be select experiences that are, again, co-branded with our in-real-life sponsors that will have drone racing or Skyrunner. We talked about vehicles. Wait until you see what yeah. the Skyrunner looks like. Dan will show that here, and that's coming. Uh, that we're drone really excited stadium about that. looks really freaking cool. Like that drone racing, oh, my God. So it sounds yeah. like there's going to be a lot of opportunities for, you know, if think of players that are going to get in at an entry level, but if they play and engage in the game, they're going to be able to upgrade all of these things. And then, you know, right. an income, you know, to upgrade those. There's a lot of people that come into these things and they don't want to grind it out. They just want to get, um, they want to pay for the good stuff and just get kicked off. So that sort of thing right. sounds awesome too.
right? So, and, and we're going to, and we're going to keep this simple, right? The first thing we start with is the game, the mini range, which is the mini, the mini game. And we'll get into that in a second, but I want to come back to something that you had mentioned just a second ago, which was great, which you had, you had uh, I think it was about, you know, wow, I never thought of the historical part and Dan, we'll get a little mm-hmm. further into this. I'll play this little quick segment of what our immersive VR experiences will look like, the digital memories, because that's exactly what each Legionnaire will be able to experience from legendary commanders throughout the platform, not just their legendary commander. They'll be able to have unique experiences because they hold a specific one, like in this example, it's Sitting Bull that I'm going to play. But this is a digital memory that Dan's resurrecting from legendary commanders that when you are in XR, or VR in this example, and you put the helmet when you put your and you put your goggle on or your Google, right? Whatever you might be using, you're going to be able to actually have an immersive experience where maybe you'll learn how to track a buffalo for real, and you'll learn the mm-hmm. weighting of a bow because the way Dan programs with haptics, and he'll talk about that when he takes stage here in a second. But this will give you an example of short little immersive experiences, which we believe are the future of gaming, where they're not long extended periods in VR. You're going to be able to have an XR and you you might use a short little eight minute experience. This is just a few seconds of it experience and then move on to a different right experience in a different particular like experience, maybe inside of a mini range inside of Upland and then into an augmented experience and then into a meta quest where you're doing something in uh, in, in the meta platform. So uh, let me click play here. Give you a little example of a digital memory. Can you guys hear that? Uh, no. Jeez, you might have to, on the share share options, yeah. there's a tab there to share got it. audio. Yep, got it. It'll probably be in. Yeah, there we go. You got to do it on this side. Yep. Oh, this is cool. You guys can hear it? Yeah. Yep. Oh, this just... Goosebumps up. So, sure what does. that is there is, is is you you hear a lot of people who are interested in history. They say things like, "Oh, I'd love to go back and you know be a fly on the wall on some of these key events." Well, here you're not being a fly on the wall. You you have the ability to have an active role in you know exploring those experiences. That is freaking cool. Now, yeah. Well, let me... Oh, sorry. What, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Morgis. Well, like the the way that you were walking, it kind of reminded me of a game that I've been playing since 2014 called Seven Days to Die. Will you ever evolve in a few future future to like an open world type thing, like a COD Fortnite type thing where you could run around battle royales? That, that's what the fort the fort's going to evolve like into a it's like a social hub where it's all the action is starting to happen in the lobbies of a lot of these games, right? It's like, mm. this is where we're communicating. This is where we're planning our strategies. This is where all the action's happening. So we uh, turn uh, the lobby into a, 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 an environment, which yes. we call the metaphor. 
And now that thing's going to open out where it has the portals into those different experiences. Here's the gun range here, you know, here's the museum. And inside the museum, you could put on your helmets from the different um, uh, commanders and get experience those short form memories. Each commander has a life experience and a death experience attached to them. Each commander cool. has a life uh, a mask and a death mask. So we're going to learn from their lives and we're going to learn from their deaths because they each had a, something to give to us and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and teach us. And a lot of that's lost. Even Alexander the great on his deathbed, he gave us pieces of wisdom that we're not passing down to people. Right. All, Genghis <laughs> Khan has looked at a conqueror, but if you, if you hear him, he did, he wanted peace. He says war is a disease. He's <laughs> like, I'm the, I'm the, the way to go about it. Yeah, he's like, I'm the wrath of God because <laughs> someone needs to someone needs to change all of this because he experienced horror as a kid, right? He experienced, you know, slaughter of his family and and and, and subjected to slavery, and so he, all the commanders have something to give us from their life experience and from their death experience, and there's a new way to um to transfer this their knowledge and it, it's using technology now and so it's more immersive because our attentions you know our attentions are taken in so many different directions i now with virtual reality I, we can put you in you really okay it's time to really learn what they wanted to um, teach you and you're going to get immersed in it and what, that's why what I would was use the it. phrase you just used there short memory something yeah short form memory experiences yeah that's sick that whole angle is incredible. Yeah. So the, 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 the X. Okay, go, Ben. I'm sorry. No, go, go, Dan. Go. Uh, the X stands for a lot of things. The X, you know, could be anything, of course, like in mathematics. But uh, it also stands, it stands for the 10th. Um, but it also stands for the sweet spot of a virtual reality experience, which is 10 minutes. So um, it, 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 it's going to grab your attention. And, uh, and it's going to give you 10 minutes of a, a really um, powerful experience that is going to help you learn. And it's not it's not the fantasy anymore. Everybody, everybody can do fantasy, right? Because we're so creative as a species, you know, uh, the ultimate creator, you know, our fathers give us that we're all designers in our, and it's it's in us. Um, but to actually take what's already happened and, and keep passing it down is, is, is how we're going to really learn. And uh, when it comes to war, if you any of you guys are fans of Napoleon Hill, Law of Success, or any of his books and whatnot, the only way we can ever abolish war is if we teach the kids and all, all the schools and all the churches, and we teach the kids that war is a nightmare. All right, it's not fun. It's not like we're presenting it, especially in our American culture. It's like, well, you know, it, everybody looks at it, it, it. It's something that's exciting, and to get as a young kid, even me, you know, I I want to join because my father joined and my grandfather. I want to go to battle, but no. And Sun Tzu will teach us this. He's like the ultimate battle is when there's no bloodshed, right? So if you read Art of War, that's why we resurrected Sun Tzu as well. There's so much to learn from these commanders, and we're going to present it in a whole new way, not to promote warfare, to hopefully we're creating a virtual army so one day there won't be needing a real army. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Now, I saw the prices for the weapon packs. Uh, 25, 50, and 75. And I'm always a fan of, you know, accommodating different players, different play styles, and having affordable options, as well as 
more rare options for those who want to, you know, go full force into a project. Can you go into what each uh, package offers, each price point? Take it away, Satosh, the architect. <laughs> but you're on mute, brother. <laughs> Sorry about that. Can you guys hear me? Yes. All right. So um, as far as, uh, you know, setting up all the packs, we have a basic premium and elite pack. Um, we could definitely change the names going forward, but uh, for the basic pack, uh, the twenty-five dollar pack, there'll be three guaranteed guns, uh, exclusive guns not guaranteed. You have a twenty percent chance of gaining one. Uh, okay. for the premium pack, you have four guns guaranteed. Uh, you get one exclusive and uh, uh forty percent forty percent chance of getting another one. Nice. And then at the seventy-five dollar price range you get a guarantee of five guns with uh, two guaranteed of exclusives. So if people want to ball out and they want to, you know, drop money, they can guarantee that they're going to get the guns. Now, will this also be available in Upex to purchase? Uh, yes. Um, I, I don't know about the, the initial sale, right? Okay. But uh, yes, for, for certain. And uh, another thing I'd like to add onto that is we actually made a whole tier system for all the guns. So, uh, you know, we have like a, a black edition, which is your high end. You have the Arctic camo your OD green and your gray. And, uh, you know, there's multiple attributes. So I'll, I'll just go through a few, but we have handling, accuracy, precision, range, uh, power, rate of fire, ammunition capacity. I think you get the point. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, I, uh, I like the stats. I like listening to stats and stuff. I, I like that there's a lot of options too. Yeah, well, more no, <laughs> yeah, I gonna, yeah, I was just gonna add that, um, you know, similar to the, um, I mean, you've heard Don talk about the, the immutable and mutable assets, yes. uh, yep. essentially the components of the NFT. So that's essentially um, what it is. So you, we have obviously the immutable portions of the weapons, um, but then we have uh, similar to the cars, um, you know, we have, I think, I don't know how many there are right now, but uh, you know, 10, 11, 12 mutable assets, uh, whether that's kept at a database, uh, you know, that we have in the game or whether it's, uh, you know, burned into the NFT itself on EOS. Um, you know, still yet to be determined. But um, the point of it is, is, you know, if I spend uh, time, you know, playing, I get some XP. If I, uh, you know, um, uh, upgrade uh, my weapon, you know, um, then I can do that too. And so you can see how you can add value just by playing the game to an NFT that you bought for $25, let's say. Uh, and then, you know, now it's upgraded and you have all the stats there. Uh, so whenever it's traded or sold, um, someone else a different player they're able to come into the game and and uh realize that value that looks yeah, so hot huge. that looks so hot look at that pistol everyone yeah cheese <laughs> so that that's the big daddy damascus there's only three made in the world wow. they're a hundred thousand dollar gun they literally brought it to my house like with a security guard uh <laughs> when i was digitally twinning it and it's a gun that you really won't ever get your hands on or see you know three people own it mr cabot's one of them um and this right now, and what what's uh, there's a reason why um you know um building these kind of digital twins and and, and in NFTs right now because I don't see any really other NFT artists building with uh, longevity in mind. Yeah. So like mm -hmm. these, we have all the way up to 8K textures that we can't even render on the Hololens. We can't even render in virtual reality for another yeah. three four years. Yeah. So these actually appreciate and will get it will evolve naturally based on their texture, their texture mapping, the way we approach it uh, with longevity in the digital collectible. Now, my, oh, my, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to follow on from that. Um, like you just said there that you they brought that 
incredibly rare gun to your house and you scan it and all that sort of stuff. Um, with, with partners that you're working with like that, how have you found that process about educating them about the Web3 space and, you know, getting them on board and evolving, you know, their understanding of what this is all about and where it's headed? That's a great question, Ben, because it's been a hard one. This has been a hard road trying to to bridge this gap. We even did early uh, early launch to try to bring the Web2 side in it. And uh, Sean can talk a little bit more about how we approach that launch because we're trying to bridge that gap. And uh, and because people are people are scared of this space in a sense, you know, um, there's a lot of bullshit going on. Like a lot of people like uh, taking advantage of different companies. Hey, we're going to bring you in the space. We'll do an NFT collection. A lot of even like charities, like we we talked to a couple of charities that try to do an NFT launch to help their organization. These are like Semper Fi Fund uh, and these other organizations that help veterans and they got taken advantage of. So like people are weary and scared, but the buyer as well. So Sean, you could talk a little bit more about how we try to bridge that Web 2 and Web 3 gap right off the bat, right off the bat when we were first initially working on this. He talks. So it's been, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been, it's been a challenge, but at the same time, you know, we've had this incredible um, infrastructure build out that's taken place over the last, you know, through the, through the bull run. Right. And what's left and what's shook out is, and what's happening is that we have, you know, 250 brands since the beginning of the year. uh, And a lot of those major brands, right. From, from Louis to Gucci to, Right. Even Assassin's Creed, even gaming companies, Assassin's Creed has a whole digital twin that starts as an NFT and then ends up at your house. Right. As an incredible collectible. Um, But again, you can you can trade the actual digital NFT of that until somebody wants to take delivery of it. StockX is doing that. eBay is doing that now. Right. They're moving in direction. Sports card trading is taking the is taking the blockchain. You can see an incredible documentary called behind the card with steve aoki the last 15 minutes of it they saved the best for a lot they go okay so now the real question and that's when the whole the whole show comes together right um and you see what these incredible people you know billionaires as well as you know the Peyton mannings and what they're doing to you know to usher in the blockchain so i think we're in a great place i think that you know this 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 really says it all um, the uplanders are proof and proof in the pudding that it's working and that even if you, you know, again, the NFT is a technology, we'll stop talking about it eventually, but it's just the ownership yeah. layer of web two. And what we've tried to do explaining to web two successful web two companies and the companies we're working with is that this is just the ownership layer of web two. And it's a way to build a super fan club. So if you could just start Absolutely. with that simple understanding that people can have brand equity and own a part of your brand and actually have ownership. That's way better than just somebody on a fan club email, right? That's audience building versus community building. So they understand those things inherently, right? And they're getting them more than ever. So I think that, you know, I I won't bore everybody with numbers, but this is what's really happening. So I think we're at the never been positioned uh, at at a more perfect time. It's been a it's been an incredible bear to grind through to keep shipping product to see the things that we do and keep the right the meters always running and and the reality of it is is that when you're in a bear and you have you still have this uh, incredible adoption that has to take place um, yep. that just leaves so much opportunity for growth 
And uh, that's why we pivoted our entire model to take the, on this upland and actually said, we're going to start first here. And that's the concept of our metaphor is to be a, right API or right way API. That's the back end talk, but right to connect and create an outpost into the up into the actual metaverse. We're not building a metaverse because everybody's doing a great job doing that already. Right. I mean, you have yeah. upland. Why would we compete with that? Exactly. Try to create a metaverse. Exactly. We created yeah. a metaphor that connects to these metaverses. And that's that land bridge that Dan talks about that we thought if we yeah. could create that land bridge and bring communities together, Web 2, Web 3, mobile, right? VR, all of that. But that land bridge through different key social, uh, through so key metaverses. Um, that, and that's where we started with Upland, from our mini game to our weapons packs. All of that is starting right here first. And um, I do have to bow out for just a few minutes. I have a 445 that I scheduled that I could not change. Um, so what I'm going to do is leave this running uh, and come back in nice. uh, or come back in if that's okay with you guys and oh, leave definitely. me and Dan and Satoshi and SA's hands. Um, and I apologize, but I'll come back in. And if everybody's still here, uh, I'll look forward to jumping back in. But thank you for having me and uh, us and and uh, and just giving us all this time to kind of unpack and share the bigger picture of, of the X. Yeah, it's nice. amazing. Thank you for being here. Hopefully you could come back. I have some questions. <laughs> yes. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, we'll see if you're still on. Right. We'll see how long this meeting goes. Believe me, I'd much rather be on this than where I'm going, but I'll be back early. I like yeah. that. We'll talk soon. Okay. Take care, Sean. Right. See you, Sean. So, so guys, yeah. Long live you the know, <laughs> I wanted uh, to, uh, Mochi, that wanted, what I was going to say a little earlier was, um, you know, when, when I was, um, uh, you know, invited, uh, Satoshi invited me to, to see what this was. And, um, you know, Satoshi and I, you know, had been, had been talking quite a bit. Uh, before then and then um he he basically said uh you know essay you have to you have to check this out and so i checked it out and um dan i don't know if you can show the museum but that's boy that's part of it right there um so we started with uh the first one i think went three hours four hours i mean it was incredible we just hung out in the museum and and when i was when i was done with the museum um i was hooked i said absolutely i mean this is amazing you know i love history I love what you guys are doing. And when when Dan showed me uh, Napoleon, uh, I fell in love. Uh, one of the reasons was, you know, trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, this project, how, you know, how would it fit into Upland? And it was pretty clear real fast. I mean, when you look at Napoleon, you see what I saw were map assets. I saw, I saw a whole bunch of um, uh, digital twins. Uh, I saw... Uh, a map asset, a weapon, a pistol, you know, map asset. I saw a rifle map asset and um, the level of detail that they had was, it was phenomenal. I mean, you, he went underneath one of the guns with the camera and zoomed in on the pistol and the detail was absolutely. I saw that. I saw that. I was blown away. I know. I, I, I remember getting into this months ago um and seeing this and and I remember you contacting me like like probably over six months ago and and yeah. that's when I watched a diary and I got kind of like really into it and then I was like all right you know they, they're they're gonna be really busy I didn't want to bother too much because I knew I know how hard it is to kind of put stuff together like this and and uh, and then you came back to me and I was like, yeah, like, you know, all right, cool. Like, cause it's, it, you know, games can go 
either up or down. And I was really happy when you contacted me again and, and you were like, you know, yeah, we're, we're going through with this and, and uh, you know, we're ready to come on the show and we're ready to like talk about it more. And I was like, like low key fangirling because um, yeah, I, I say the wrong things sometimes and I'm like, oh yeah, I really want to shoot someone. I, I shouldn't say shit like that, <laughs> but I do, I do like games where you could do that. Like I'm, I played the ghost recon where you snipe and I play all the, <clears throat> the games where you have guns and whatnot and <clears throat> not everybody has to play this like if you don't like that sort of thing move on to the next level too you know you don't have to play something like this but it's it's nice that there's something for everybody and i i do have a question um i know that you guys mentioned vr and um is this primarily in vr or can you do everything on a pc as well like just regular and mobile yeah yeah so um the, the first iteration <laughs> is going to be uh with pc initially nice um you know the idea is that if you have these assets and you can play in pc that you can carry them over to the vr experience and um you know following that will be mobile so we're trying to okay. nail all targets <laughs> uh now you also mentioned uh, i remember sean saying something like um uh whether you use one vr over the other will this be including multiple vr uh systems dan you want to take that yeah so uh right now we spit out um applications for the htc vive the latest editions for the htc vive and um also the the back units as well but uh we we try to like focus on MetaQuest. that's where we do most of our uh, testing on so mm -hmm. right now it's running on the quest 2 we're nice. also working on it runs on the quest pro and we're shooting for the quest 3 as well we also want to have like a hybrid coming out with the um apple vision pro as well yes, so we want to cool. we we use the unreal engine 5 and tim sweeney is a huge fan of the uh, metaverse he's he's the uh you know, one of the co-founders of Epic Games, and he's big on helping developers. He's big on growing the metaverse. He's uh, big on helping the gamers as well. I mean, when you look at uh, the Epic Games and what they did with the Unreal Engine, it was the first big engine that was released to us developers for free. Everybody mm -hmm. else charged us, right? And Tim Sweeney's always been like that. He's like, no, nah, won't, I won't even take any money from you until you make over a million dollars. And then they'll take a percentage, which isn't even that bad. Yeah. And now they now they just uh, launched the the Fortnite creator as well, which we're dabbling in. We might bring one of our metaphors to Fortnite as well, uh, because it's all it's all the same tools. That's awesome. It's all the same tools. It's all connected, and we could spit out to platforms using the Unreal Engine. So we could spit out to the Vision Pro, to the Quest Three, and 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 Quest Two, and the HTC Vive. It's all connected, and it's for scalability. The way we create games is going to change, and it's already yes. changing really fast. It's getting less costly. You could go smaller teams, and you could build out where you're. You're uh you're not you're not tailored to one platform. You can spit it out for mobile, so you can like optimize that. for mobile, and um, you know the PC is where it, it is where we're gonna first dabble, and mobile is that's where you know most people are playing on. VR still is in its infancy, even though we've been at it, we've been developing in virtual reality for over seven years now, eight years. I've been developing augmented reality for over ten and mixed reality, so it's like uh. I mean, Spiral Skylanders, we started doing a lot of AR stuff. Um, and so it's still early, but now that all the technology is catching up and there's a whirlwind happening, you're going to see in the next couple of years that 
developers are going to be able to work, make small teams and create really, really cool experiences. Nice. And that that's going to be a game changer. And I think yeah. those game companies are a little scared of that too. Oh and yeah. People throw, people throw words like interoperability out there. But, you know, now that we have like NFT portals, there's there's always been this talk about, you know, you can take this gun here and you can move it there. And that seems like if you're, if you're, you know, exploring options with Fortnite, that's kind of where you're headed as well. So, you know, you could technically um, upgrade your gun or whatever it is in Upland and you could move that over to a Fortnite marketplace and sell it over there or vice versa. So that's that's I think crazy. I think the unique thing about us is uh and something I don't see in any other gaming companies is uh we're on Unity as well as Unreal Engine five. Yeah. So yes. you know I think that's where the real interoperable play comes in because I I haven't I, I might have said this last night as well but I haven't seen a company in Upland let alone at all that has has done this you know where you could bring it from one gaming platform or one gaming engine yeah. to another. Yeah. That's hasn't no been main fight. It's not easy either. No, I can't even imagine. Um, I've I've got a question for Dan and then for for you, Satoshi. Um, for you, um, and if Sean is back too, well, what is it about Upland? Like we we know the community and the community in Upland has always been a unicorn. Like many of us who were here from even before Discord in the Telegram days, it's the Upland community has always been supportive, and everyone kind of looks around and is like. Nobody can kind of put their finger on why that is the case. It just is what it is. Negative people just, for whatever reason, they never get a chance to get a foothold. They, they're just, you know, you're out the door, sunshine. So um, that's one aspect that I assume you're diving into. But w- what is it about Upland and the tie-in to real-world properties? Is that an angle that you're pushing for as well? Like that's kind of the, that's kind of the special feature of Upland as a metaverse. How does that play into things? I always say, and uh, excuse my language, I say, I always say, if it ain't real, I don't fuck with it. So <laughs> um, that that's why I specialize in digital twins, digital memories, you know, heroes, real heroes from our past. Um, mm. I'm just, I want to make the virtual world as realistic as possible. And Upland's same thing, you know, they're literally, you know, they're they're uh, digitally twinning the world. In awesome. a sense. So it's like a core ethos of the whole project that you're building. Exactly. It was like it had to happen with Upland. It wouldn't have yeah. made sense with anybody else. No, nice. it's part of our DNA and it's part of <laughs> Upland's DNA. That's that's very cool. You know, well, DC, Satoshi. DC has, oh, sorry, Sean. DC has Metropolis, right? But yep. Marvel had New York City. Oh. And there was a reason why Stan, right? Stan Lee did that. Um, yeah. because it does bring reality that this could be an everyday part right and that is a big part of it yeah absolutely and and i just want to share because sa and satoshi were were obviously it's their vision as uplanders and and by the way incredible uplanders when we met them right that was their that was their main thing then it's their mm-hmm. main thing now i mean it always that is what they are and who they are and the premise of our strategy rationale as a business right as a model that took a different approach of going and hiring and bringing people on. We said, Hey, instead of selling people and giving away an asset to buy people's let's go find people that really believe in it, want to invest in it. And they become a legendary commander. So you take Satoshi and you take Sanyika who are Joan of Arc, you take SA who's Napoleon. And then all of a sudden they, they start Satoshi said it from day one before SA was even Napoleon. 
he kept talking and hinting, but he knew maybe we weren't ready because we had other fish to fry and other things to do. But he was quietly plotting in the background and those wheels were spinning and he would bring it up from time to time and talk about it. And I really think, and when the time is right, and then S.A. came in and then became Napoleon and then S.A. and his incredible enthusiasm and, and his community and then his vision of what he saw. And then before you know it, we were on a call because as Satoshi said, I think the time is right. I'll never forget that afternoon call. He said, nice. son, I think the time is right because he's always so calm, you know. And he's like, I think the time is right. I'm like. <laughs> For what? And he's like, yeah, like, well, that, that's an awesome segue for the question I've got for Satoshi. Like you've, you've been around for a long time. You've been involved in a number of projects and I probably owe you an apology because I don't know if you know this cheese. I'm the one who introduced Satoshi to Adam and the whole green rabbit butthole. Um, so you've had a lot of experience on the back end building these kind of systems, you know, some of which that haven't gone well. Well, what are some of the lessons that you've learned in those experiences that you've been able to take on board to move forward with this project? Because it definitely seems like this is, you know, it's not just the next level. It's it's just a completely different ball game. Yeah, it's it's really tough. I think, uh, you know, one of the, my my one of my core um, things when going forward with a project is picking the team. Got to make sure the team is correct. Got to make sure that you vibe with everybody. If you don't have those two factors, it's not going to work out well. And uh, one of the main things is you all have to have the same vision. You got to make sure everybody's on the same page. All you know, all wants the same thing. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's funny because not until recently, you know, have I looked at you know my prior projects and you know what I've done. It's really really amazing to to see like you know I've I've done nearly five projects in the last two years or two and a half years, and it a majority of the the teams that I worked with, you know, a lot of people did come from Upland, you know, whether we ventured off of Upland or not, but when I saw this team and when I saw what they were doing, it, you know, it was night and day. I think, uh, so yeah. when I met, uh, when I met Sean, it was at NFT NYC and I was trying to get out of there. You know, I parked in some crazy spot in New York and I thought I had a boot in my car and, um, I couldn't <laughs> wait to get out. I, I remember running out and, you know, somehow I caught him at the wax booth and he just kept talking, but it wasn't until he showed me his phone and what was on it. And it was Dan's work. And um, the, the crazy part that, you know, not many people know is I was working on a whole different metaverse project at that time. Um, we, we never ended up launching, but uh, after I saw, you know, what Sean had to show me, I put it all down and I said, you know, if I cannot compete with what you guys are building, I'm going to, you know, come join you guys. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much how it all started. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yes, yeah, so I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just have to add one other thing, too. I mean, uh, you know, obviously giving Satoshi a lot of credit because, um, you know, Satoshi's, uh, you know, he knows a lot about a lot of different things uh, in this space. And, um, you know, I, I, I've learned a lot from him. He's, he's uh, you know, given me different projects to look at. And I've learned um, uh, the way he looks at things, which is fantastic. And, and this project, you know, spending three hours in, in the museum and falling in love, I mean, you know, I didn't realize at the time that I hadn't seen anything, you know, I mean, I just saw like one little room, <laughs> mm. you know, a big room, but uh, I mean, then I flew, you know, they flew me into the Metaford and we went through all those buildings and uh, all the assets. They have a repository of assets, not only all the stuff that they use, like textures and colors, I mean, weapons, ammo, uh, I mean, it just tens of thousands, maybe that's an underestimate, but they have, they have a ton of assets. And, 
Tim, in you know, I, I think uh, I may still be the one with the most factories and showrooms in Upland, but you know, I'm thinking, oh my God, we have to bring, and this is Satoshi said the same thing. Oh my God, we have to bring this to Upland because uh, the map asset uh, portion of it, you know, this is what we've been looking for. We're looking for map assets. We're looking for, you know, legit utility, you know, gaming. Uh, all of the above. Yeah. They had everything that AR, VR, PC, mm -hmm. mobile. I mean, it just is incredible. So, well, that's yeah. one of the things when we talk to um, people that are building NFT projects and the like, one of the things I always ask them are you concerned about, because uh, a lot of people are highly passionate about their little projects, are you concerned about your hobby becoming something? Oh, crap, I got to do this to pay the bills. Like Dan's been working on that for 10 years as like a passion project, I would imagine. Now it's becoming something else. Is that something you're concerned about, Dan? Like this is like your your baby and then it's turning into, you know, a full-on business. I mean, I believe everything happens the way it's supposed to happen if you have uh, good intentions behind it. And my intentions behind this project, and it's not going to waver, is to make the gamer better in the ultimate game, which is life. And I, I think Upland's doing that in, in their own way. And this project's going to do it in their own way. Because as a kid, you know, let me bring up the, I put this picture here just because it like brings me, um, it like always brings me back to like why I'm doing this. And um, let me see if I could get that real quick. Uh, there's, there's one when I was working at Marvel, but let me see if I had this here. Here it is. This one right uh -huh. here. Uh -huh. Is that a ColecoVision controller or yeah. Atari? The nice. No, it's a, it's Atari. I had that one grow when I was growing up. I'm aging myself. <laughs> yeah, so like, um, let me just get rid of two of these things real quick. So, um, you know, like a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of people that grow up in poverty. I grew up in poverty. Um, just because my dad was a gambler, right? He played. Same. He played. He really played. <laughs> The games that pay paid to play, and he. Uh, we grew up in Vegas. My dad, mom was a blackjack dealer. My dad was a craps dealer. Wow. And you should not be in, in Vegas as a craps dealer when you have a gambling problem, right? So, yeah. um, we moved around so much. He was also a veteran too. He was in the Navy. Uh, we moved around so much, and um, I've been to over ten different schools. The only thing I could fall back on is uh, is my video games. It's the only thing that gave me peace and happiness and enjoyment out of my life. Everything else was um, very difficult. Um, poverty is really a a sickness that is plaguing our our country right now. I don't think people are aware of how many people are suffering. But um, video games, I always just like I. I used to go over to my neighbors because I didn't have a console yet. I mean, I, we had the Atari, but when Nintendo came out, I, we didn't have it. We couldn't afford it. So I would sneak over to my neighbor's house and be, they would find me in their living room playing freaking Mario <laughs> Brothers at like <laughs> six in the morning. Wow. And I, I was, I see, I knew then I was going to be a game gamer, a uh, game designer. And I said, you know what? I always wish that a game, uh, a gamer, a game designer would come along and teach me something so I could get out of this reality that I'm in, which is my real life. Teach me skills. Yep. Give me something. And every time I put the controller down, I didn't get anything. Right. I said, if that game designer doesn't come when I grow up, I'm going to become him. And that's yep. why I'm that's here. Cool. When you put down the controller in my games, even if it's the range, I'm going to give you a little 
bit, I'm going to give you some skills, a little speed, a little bit of accuracy, a little bit of timing, right? Just basic huh. stuff. But with virtual reality, I'm going to give it to you more. I'm going to give you wisdom from the commanders from our past. I'm going to give you things that when you put down the controller, you're going to be better in the ultimate game, which is life, because that is my mission. And I'm not wavering on that to answer your question, Ben. So I'm not too, too worried. I believe, you know, I'm on a path where I'm supposed to because I have the right intentions. Well, you, you're kind of going full circle now because you're creating a product that in the hands of, you know, a child like that who, you know, even you know, they call them developing nations or whatever, the rate of mobile ownership, mobile phone ownership is sky high, even in, you know, those developing countries. So this kind of platform in the hands of somebody like that, you know, it could be a way, like I mentioned, I'm paying my mortgage with stuff that I'm doing in Web3. Well, you know, it can be a way to kind of work towards helping you to get out of those situations. That's that's kind of incredible. Yeah. And okay. it's funny you say you sneak into your neighbor's, your neighbor's thing. I, I made a comment, you can't do that in the Bronx. But me and my <laughs> gamer friends used to pull, because I started working at 12, because I, you know, I was like you, like we had summer youth pro, pro, programs in the Bronx for young kids from poor families and whatnot. Mm. And we would um, pool our money together and buy a system. And we wow. would like kind of vote on, on whose house would keep it for one mm. week. And then we would just all go over there and play it. And I remember I was over my friend Tian's house playing Resident Evil uh, when it first came out. And I had to walk home and it was, it was really dark. No lights are on. And you know, you're in the Bronx and I'm not scared of a mugger. I'm scared of like freaking zombies coming at me. That might explain the old fetish. There's a fetish story there in the background. How long was the walk? How long was the walk? Um, Let's see. One, two, three, four, five blocks. Oh, that's a lot of about Like 15 minutes. That's riveting. (laughs) <laughs> what a great story i love it explains a lot it explains a lot <laughs> shush, man, shush. <laughs> now you answered one of my questions about uh the combat and leveling up and the training making you better um now you also mentioned in the udu podcast that you're this is going to come live july 4th i have a second part question but is that still true well we are aiming was- for that that's a placeholder we're shooting for. We we are ready, but it's not all completely predicated on us. All right. Well, we know all about that, yes. Once it comes out, how long will we have to wait, uh, estimate, not definite, on the combat area to be available? Yeah, good question. So um, our goal would be to be able to have access to the mini game that you were able to play um, immediately. The weapons packs will come shortly after because they're going to be able to upgrade your gameplay and that's going to allow you to have a digital collectible that you get to own, not just one that's, you know, like going to the range and use or or I don't know if you go to these axe throwing places now that are popular, pretty cool. But, you know, you want to use their axes or you want to bring your own axes, right? It's like, I want to bring my own axes. So uh, that's going to come shortly. And again, we have it all built, ready to go. Um, so it's just a matter of us getting green light, but we would like to see it happen in, you know, conc- you know, sequentially very quickly from the time that it opens around that July 4th, if we make that, if not shortly after that, and then right after that timeline, uh, be able to have the weapons packs go live and, um, you know, have these tournaments up and running right away. 
All right. So like Upland has nodes and you heard that Ben is the, the node father. He created Grandfather the node. nodes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He, he, yeah he, he's the node father. And uh, he, so, cool. so a lot of people have that. And a lot of level twos are putting utility towards these nodes in regards to the properties that are in there in regards to um, kind of forming factions and people competing against each other. Uh, are you planning to use factions within the game within Upland? And will you be making use of the nodes? I would like to answer that. Please. Uh, uh, all of the above, Morchies. Everything. All. Yeah, I so love that. It's, it, the, you know, the, 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 we're in a situation where, um, you know, we're in the same situation that everybody else is in, which is how do we get, how, we all, because we're such a tight community, and we're in a community, you know, all our community members, it's wonderful. Um, you know, we're like uh, the, the people who have patience, the people who um, are dedicated, you know, it's like a natural filter. Upland, it serves as a natural filter. It shakes all the, the non-diamond hands out, right? So, um, you know, we're all trying to make the same stuff happen. Um, and, you know, we're all kind of bound to, you know, Upland and the way that they roll things out. So, you know, we're patient on that end as well. Um, so yeah, we're we're open to a lot of different ideas. I mean, I think we, you know, this has been a an, an everyday um, uh, focus for us. You know, uh, we've been grinding. We had a we had to kind of go dark for a while because, yeah. as you said, you know, we we had to uh, you know kind of focus and grind and and we've been dealing with this pretty much every single day. Um, so we're trying we're trying to make you know we've had these conversations of doing all of the above. Um, so, you know, as you know, we got the, we, uh, Playa del Rey got the first place in the neighborhood ratings, you know, because we, we have a strong community and, and we were focused and trying to figure, you know, uh, things out and doing some math equations and, um, you know, we all came together and, and that's, that's how we are. Um, and whenever I say we, I'm talking about the X and Playa and, um, you know, the community that, that we're spending a lot of our time in. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the mentality that we have is working together and pulling together. So, um, you know, that's, I think, you know, we, we don't really want to go up against, you know, um, other nodes per se, but more, you know, want to try to work as a team and community because that's, that's essentially what's going on. We have people who are, were never part of Upland who are now our, our Uplanders. Um, and I met them. Um, through the X. So there are uh, people who, you know, have, you know, they're, they're come from all different walks of life. And, um, you know, we've been walking them through how to become uplanders, how to travel, uh, getting primary residences, um, you know, buying properties. I mean, we've pretty much been um, talking strategy. We have weekly, at least once a week meetings. Um, so yeah, we want, we, we want to work together with everybody and try to make, you know, all our dreams come true, everybody. And, you know, I've learned a lot from you guys and, from other community members as well so yeah i mean we're open to a whole bunch of different ideas and trying to make those work that sounds cool i can't wait it's very cool and we we you know we we hope that we can be the first uh vr experience within upland as well really? so okay. um that's that's on our bucket list that's on our mission objective um we hope to be the first virtual reality experience we have it already it's in, it's sitting there. We just, you know, we're staging our launches, but then seeing how everything goes. But that that's one of our goals. That's nice. That's a good goal to have. Like I, I have the MetaQuest, so I'm ready for it. 
Very cool. Very cool. And it's not just about virtual reality too. Like a lot of you, I mean, I'm the VR director. So it's like, uh, you know, I'm going to be a little biased when it comes to virtual reality, but I've got into virtual reality, not because of virtual reality. It was because of, um, I'm a big uh, fan of 3D stereoscopic. And I, I was, um, I did the green light mission from for Spiral Skylanders on the 3DS, which had a 3D screen without glasses, right? Um, and it's more than, I think we're stuck sort of in this two-dimensional period that's about to shift to three dimensions. And when we look at people in three dimensions, we get a little bit more connected to them. And I think that has to do, that's why a lot of people talk about virtual reality, because it's a little bit more real then. And then I feel myself differently uh, when you're looking to a mirror or you look at yourself three-dimensionally, which I have my own metahumans and whatnot. It's different. I'm a little bit closer to that dude, right? Yeah. That mirror image of me. Um, and the stories for documentaries and everything like that, if you see war and combat in 3D, I used to you know, carry a 3D camera around for a long time, almost 10 years now. Uh, um, and uh, it's just different when I capture my family in 3D they opposed to 2D. It's yeah. um, so that was one reason. But I'm also an audio guy working on Guitar Hero. I was the lead audio on Marvel Ultimate Lines too because I jumped around a lot. I was being groomed to be a creative director, so I got to jump on the different teams. And I was fell in love with audio design. And um, when we really look at uh, spatial audio, binaural audio, holophonic audio, yeah. the 3D, what we see in 3D visually is what binaural and um, holophonic audio does to us. And with spatial um, audio as well, Ben Ben shook his head because uh, I think he's uh, he's a fan as well. Um, well, if I could just interject, I think that clip you played with the buffalo hunt is a prime example. That Visually, it looked cool, but when that audio kicked in, that's when it got the goosebumps up. That was what took it to the next level. Yeah. So 3D, yep. audio, haptics, and motion controllers. When I got, I when I was uh, recruited by Activision, I I was brought right to Spider-Man Three. My first mission, black suit tutorial. Right. Second mission, the first tutorial in the game. I was I had to teach the user how to use Wii controllers. I never played a Wii. Right. Mm. It's like uh, motion controls. I'm like, wow, these things are freaking awesome. I can make you feel like Spider-Man. And that's my job. Uh, and so I fell in love with motion controllers. And now I'm fall falling in love with the idea of getting rid of the controller. Hands free. Yeah. Heads awesome. up. I don't want to be tied to anything. I want my real world and virtual world to come together so I can move and do things faster. So not even like a haptic type thing, like where the air, like you wear the glove and you do gloves it, are like cool because they add a layer of design yeah. to them. So like a yeah. controller, I can add the trigger pulls, right? You have, you almost need a controller to add the vibrations yeah. and whatnot. So there's certain designs that require that work better with the controller in hand. There's certain designs that work better with the gloves in hand. And yeah. there's certain designs and, and things that I want to do without no controller because I want to move faster. Like Beat and Saber. I don't, yeah. yeah. Beat Saber is another great one. I mean, that's the, these kind of designs work perfectly for motion controllers. So it opens up a whole nother world. And artists, you guys are content creators yourselves. You're an artist, Cheese. Ben, ben is an artist. So as I'm an artist, artist, yeah, as creators, <laughs> now a whole nother realm. 
<laughs> what did you say, Ben? I, missed uh, it. I just dropped that in. He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely. a flartist. He I'm said. a flartist. <laughs> oh man, that's why I love this show. I'm telling you guys, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. But, we've been on a, we've been on a few different sh- shows lately, and the Uplanders, whoever have been hosting us, has been the best man. Because yeah. when we were trying to talk about our projects, you know, on Twitter with other people and influencers and whatnot, they you know they wanted something in return. And then when they got that, they didn't like reach back out. You guys didn't, you guys are putting us on, on a platform to talk to people. That's why I love Upland. I'm telling you, you guys put us on your platform. You invite us, you, you, you know, you, you talk well about us and you only want the best for your, for your game, your experience in Upland and for your community in Upland. And you invite people like us that, you know, and give us a platform to share what we want with nothing in return. And it's yeah. a, it's just, a, that's why we're here. It's a blessing. We're supposed to be here. Yeah. Thank well, you. it's, I, th- I think um, what is clear is from Cheese and I, the history of doing this show is mixed reality and slim down headsets. That that That's the future. That's where all of this is heading. You're not going to carry, well, you may be still carrying a phone, but you're going to be able to access email and everything via some sort of glasses, headset, and that will naturally get smaller and smaller and smaller. And when you add these kind of gamification elements, you know, play to earn NFTs and all that sort of thing, it's, it's cool to see that, you know, you're talking about you've been working on this for 10 years and, yeah, you say it's like uh, the right place, right time. Yeah, I, th- I think it's um, it's incredible how it's all come together at this point and to see that it's it's aimed directly at the future, you know. It has to be, man, because uh, honestly, because when you think about the user and that's the, that's the main thing in my mind is the user, the gamer, I don't want to be stuck to a mouse anymore. It was a good idea, but hey, carpal tunnel syndrome, arthritis, all that Ooh. stuff is real. If you're on these, if you're on these for most of your life, your career's on them, your business on them, and you play on them and whatnot, they're not designed for longevity. Yeah. Right. Well, so you're you you're right on with what you're saying. It's hands-free, heads up. You might not know, Dan, but I was a hobby game programmer for several years. I programmed a whole bunch of games, and my um, game uh, oh, yeah. company, if you want to call it, was called Blue Thumbs Gaming for exactly that reason. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. yeah, you've got yeah. some fun games. I've played a few of them. Bakio was yeah. a beast. They're all like rage quitty, rage quitty games. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you want to kill him kind of games. I love that you're a programmer, Ben. I could tell it. I could sense. I could smell it. Well, I I definitely wouldn't call myself a programmer, but I did dabble in that world for quite a long time. So yeah, as a hobby. Yeah, Um, that's awesome. What is your favorite first-person shooters, non-NFT? Satoshi, do you want to jump in there? I would say. Personally, for me, and it's kind of most recent. It was a uh, has to be a uh, CS:GO. What is it? CS:GO. So yeah, Counter Strike. Okay. All right. Yeah. What about you, you guys? I mean, I'm a freak. I, I was like really into Rainbow Six. Bad. Like I had a real bad. I love Rainbow, Rainbow Six. Six. Yeah, but go, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. My favorite is Overwatch. Ah, it's a great yeah. one. Great one. Great one. Great one. I mean. Yeah, but I would probably say Call of Duty because once I got on Call of Duty, there was I literally was like, I'm going to I'm going to be a creative director on Call of Duty. I met with Grant Collier when I was at college. He's the one that started Infinity Ward, the one of the co-founders. And I talked to him, I said, I'm going to go and I'm going to be a, a creative director for Activision to work on your game because um, 
it was just something about the playability. It was just, um, it just, it was so user friendly that you could jump in and and pick it up. Now it's like really getting crazy. When you jump in, you usually get smoked by these kids because they're learning the map so fast. <laughs> and a lot of it's, you know, about if you know the map, then you're going to yeah. be good at the game. You have to know the map. Uh, but, you know, um, it, it, it turned into Call of Duty. Yeah, mine's COD. Dollar Duty. Yeah. Yes. I was I was a mad fiend for Point Blank, if you remember that game. <laughs> that was my big shooter game. Point I don't. I never played Point I'm Blank. I never put yeah. that on my list. <laughs> oh, that's like an old school game. I used to when I was at uni. Um, my roommate and I we had a thirty centimeter television, and we used to we used to have this diary that we kept in for our because our apartment was just in a crazy apartment. So he he'd go to work, and I'd sit there for an hour beating his high score on point blank and say, sucked in, dickhead, beat your high score. And then I'd go to work and then he'd get home and read it and he'd be raging and he'd sit there for the next two hours. So, yeah. yeah it's, it's like an old old school kind of silly game. Yeah. Did you guys ever play Black Hawk Down? No. Yeah. That was a good one because that came out with the – it had the biggest multiplayer at the time. It was a 50 multiplayer when it came out. Um, right when like I think Modern Warfare 2 came out there around the same time and mm -hmm. that game was very interesting the way they were doing audio because they did the spatial audio so you could talk to your enemies oh, wow. so you can like hide in their spot and be like come yo come over here I got I got a good like a bunker set up and then you mm. shoot them they're like <laughs> oh that's <laughs> it was awesome a, it yeah. was a cool it was a, it was cool how they did spatial audio in that one yeah the, the only other game that I really got into like that was similar to that was um, Resident Evil 4 on the Wii. That really hooked me in that game. I was mm. a mad fiend for that. I played that too. That was a good one. Uh, Very good. Graphics were great when that came yeah. out too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Awesome. Right, but, Chase, you got any other? Yep, Dan. Real quick, first-person melees. That's what we're bringing to the table Ooh. also. We talk about guns, but I, I have tomahawk throwing, spears, bow and arrow. We have an amazing archery system. Nice. I showed you a little bit inside the museum. We have a whole, we have a companion system for our horses. So we're bringing back to life all the war horses. Bucephalius, mm. Alexander the Great's polydactyl horse, Genitar, Julius Caesar's horse, all the ones, right? So our combat mechanics off the horse are different with bows and arrows, spears and whatnot. Oh. So uh, first person melee games like Condemned, I don't know if you played Condemned, it's a skill-based block and parry system. So it's oh. what the first person shooters provide in a melee setting where it's skill-based. So you have to time it correctly. So we're bringing a melee system and we're going to shoot. Tomahawks are coming. Spears are coming. So in our ranges, it's not just about guns. So just stay tuned. I'm yeah, a big Ben's fan of first person melee. Ben's going to redesign his uh, the tomahawks on his uh, T-shirt there. <laughs> yeah, give him sitting bulls. Well, that was all about construction. That's how we came up with that. But yeah, no, that, that that's incredibly cool. It, it's, it's great that you're your project is so open-ended like you've got the history element you know you're talking about um animals so i assume that's to deal with the stem taken and all of that as well there's uh vehicles there's the the possibilities are literally endless as far as what you want to do and how you want to go about it so come on upland pull your finger out get these guys up and running um because yeah and ben uh something for the ad and i think that you like this based off your occupation uh we incorporated yep. ai as well so you could actually ask these legendary commanders like questions from back in their day 
and they'll respond as if they're actually talking to you. Yeah, that's we have to link. give the link. We have to give the link for them to put uh, push that out if you can, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. What it's, I want yeah, to do is I want to I want to just share it with everybody real quick on the screen. And this is sure. uh, just this is just a sandbox, but I think uh, I think it will be a, a really good little send off here, so you guys could kind of check it out. Um, earlier, when Dan was talking, I had this up, and Satoshi had just mentioned that. So you know, we can't help ourselves. We got to share it with you. Yeah, but absolutely. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but um, this is done with AI. This is some of our very Dan, some of Dan's early work uh, using multiple systems to create, you know, George Washington communicating and talking. Right. So so Dan's working on that, wiring that together. And, and we have longer uh, conversations, AI voice, everything. It's really, really, really fun. But what we did was we built an entire platform um that you're going to be able to go into and uh because we're here with mo cheese i'm going to use joan of arc so <laughs> click in and we can actually have a conversation with joan of arc here what, what would you ask her a question yeah more if you were sitting around a fire with her right now and and you could any question anything oh you can think of or dream of a life Ooh. anything that you're looking to can get it be from stupid her, it yeah. could be anything you All want right. ask her so she answer Ask her if she thinks Nick Valentine is hot. <laughs> this goes on what Ben was saying before about my fetish. Ask Nick Valentine? Nick Valentine is hot. He's Nick. Uh, Nick. Well, yeah. you had it right with an N. Yeah. He's um one of the uh <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> he's from Fallout 4. <laughs> Oh, I've got a question. Um, what was your relationship with Jules DeRays? Jules is G I L L E S. And type that in. Jules D E and space R A I S. Oh, did I do it wrong? Hold on. Uh, D, yeah, it's just D as D E. Yep. And then space R A I S. So, what was your relationship to Jules DeRays? I S, not I S. I S, yeah. Now, Cheese will hammer me for this. This comes back to a Cradle of Filth concept album, this one, Cheese. What is it? J-U-L-E? Uh, Jewel, is uh, it? No, G. G-I-L-L-E-S. And raises R-A-I-S. Be interesting to see if it picks this up. <laughs> oh, she's uh, thinking. The anticipation. Ah. <laughs> Oh, 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 she was aware of it. I did not of... have any. Oh, interesting. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's cool that I, that picked that up. All right. I love it. Mm, Cradle, of smart. Cradle of Phil. Cradle of Phil. Hey, <laughs> do an add-on. Feel free to do an add-on. We're here for what, what, just a couple, you know, couple more. Um, I don't know. How how did you feel when you were on the stake? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I that one time, yeah. That's a valid yeah. question. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's brutal. Oh yeah, that's. I can no longer. Oh, that's oh. because we have we we're working. They're working right now on the pay gate. Okay, nice. So you yeah. get a few prompts for free. You you're going to get more than a few prompts, but they're working on it now, and then you're going to be able to tweet specific uh, things that you like from her that she answered or 
and, yeah. and help grow virally, right, with us. And But these are the kind of things that we're doing to build a better experience, right, for our holders. So you could do that same thing with Alexander the Great, Leonidas, George Washington, Napoleon. These are five legendary commanders that have been transacted on the blockchain that are on open that you can see on OpenSea. Um, and cool. you could go to our Twitter and actually see the <laughs> minting of them because we recorded it and and uh, live on the blockchain, which was really cool with the actual legendary commanders um, and the live minting of it, which was really awesome. But the other thing that's cool is when you click into here, you'll be able to go right to our Zelly, um, and that will that will begin some of our gamification and our quests to help people mm. learn more about it and uh, do some of the other things. And this is all getting built and, and built out and, and finished out now. But um, we're really, really, really super excited about delivering this to the community and to the world at whole, because kids can use this for school or, I yep. mean, it's just amazing. And I've had some of the most meaningful conversations I tell people since we, we and I could start testing this when I got it about a month ago, uh, from Dev and it was like, okay, we can do it. The parameters are set and we've trained it and, you know, we got it to where we needed to get it. And I started to really try to communicate with it. It's been amazing. The conversations, the life lessons, personal yep. coaching, mentoring, mm -hmm. it goes so beyond even the historic lesson of it, which is so cool. Yeah, that, that whole AI angle, what Satoshi was kind of referring to there is I'm a kindergarten teacher in real life. And yeah, that, that kind of angle is something I, I would definitely use. And Cheese knows this as well. I, I recently just built um, some AI models to help me uh, with my report writing. And I did the final tests on those yesterday. And the power of what that can do is just insane, absolutely insane to be able to see that used, to used in collaboration with an interface. That's really cool. And then the next step, and then we'll wrap it up, is yep, this. Yep. You'll be yeah, communicating yeah. with the actual legendary commander, you won't even have to type anything. And you're talking about, you know, the, the whole buzzword now is twinning. Well, you know, they're, they're talking about like some of these large language models can look at your own personal history and can, you know, th this may be the future where say you pass away, well, your great grandkids can have a chat with you when you're long gone. Right. Black mirror stuff. Yeah. Black mirror oh, yeah. stuff. Indeed. I love black mirror. I do too. Yeah. I, I have heard a, there's a new season, right? Yeah, there's yeah, a new season. Yeah, it's just released. I have, a fun I have a fun fact about Annie Oakley and uh, Sitting Bull. He oh. sent, yeah, he sent her a, a really huge sum of money trying to get her autograph. And what ended up happen, happening is uh, she she went out to him and he ended up adopting her and bring him, bringing her into his tribe. Wow. Nope. Yeah. I did not know that. Yes. That's awesome. All right. Well, it's very clear that you That's guys brilliant. are a tight knit team and you're super passionate about everything that you've got going on. Um, if people do want to get further involved, what's the best way that they can go about that now? The link tree is always a great place to start. It's got everything from our meta paper, uh, which is really chock full of, you want to talk about loaded with, um, uh, you know, jam packed with every kind, all kinds of alpha and, and all the questions you might have. And uh, we're always uh, encouraging people to go to the disc, go to Discord. And if you go to Discord and you go in, I believe you can still test um, in Discord, you can actually test the, the uh, legendary commander chat. If you're in Discord and you go through the link that's in Discord, you can actually 
before this actually goes live public. So there's a test version there. So you guys are more than welcome to go there and test it and anybody else as well right now. And there's all kinds of other great stuff in the Discord for everybody. Um, just because it's it's really a great community. You guys talked about positivity. There's just really no negativity, even in our general chat. But you can yep. access all of our partners, Syndicus, Survival Dispatch. You can see our partners and different discounts that are available to our holders and the immediate utility that you get. And there's a bunch of great stuff in the Discord happening, including that dev diary, uh, all of Dan's dev diary, um, which are basically like little short 10 minute documentaries that you can learn about Dan, his passion, why he's here, what he's, why he's doing this. So I think Discord is a really great place to start. And of course, the uh, all of the links are in there in the official link section. Cool. All right. We'll have the pathways to that in the description. Um, how are you going for time, Chase? You're right. Me, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, we're probably going to kick on for another half hour or so. Um, you guys are welcome to stick around while we look into some articles, or you can bounce out. I know you're super busy, so that's up to you guys. Got it. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend, everybody. And now I'm going to go back to that other call that I told. Hey, listen, I got a more important call. <laughs> oh, <lovely>. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. Thank you. Thank you. So much. Thank you. Thank, no you. Worries. Thank you. All right. Um, as I said, you're welcome to hang around. We're, as I'm going to hang do, out. <laughs> usual brand of nonsense. Um, so I've got a few things up here. Cheese. Um, now, this first one is a bit concerning. Uh-oh. As far as what's happening with, you know, we got crypto winter and all the rest of it kicking off. Well, how's this for a headline? And this has only just happened. Uh, when I picked up this article, it only just happened. So four hours ago, breaking news, Binance Belgium ordered to stop services immediately. Blah, blah, blah. So this is all tied into the, um, it says it here, amid top crypto exchange Binance lawsuit against the US Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, Belgium's financial regulator on Friday ordered the exchange to cease certain operations. So we know these things have a tendency to snowball. Any concerns here that this is the start of something bad? Um, I, I, it ha I would have to look into what Belgium's kind of like restrictions are and to why they're doing this and, uh, the yeah, FSMA yeah, has decided to order Binance to cease with immediate effort offering or providing any exchange services in Belgium between virtual currencies and legal currencies, as well as cu custody wallet services. Did they do they explain why? Oh, here it goes. Wait, wait, go up a bit. Up, 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 up. There. According to a statement, the violation occurs from services provided in Belgium from countries that are not members of the European Economic Area. There you go. The violation. So yeah, there's something going on there. Huh. I don't know. Is that on your radar at all, Satoshi? You keeping up to track with what's going on there? This is all news to me. Um, yeah. As you guys see, like you know, there's a lot going on with the SEC currently. So I've been following that mostly. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I hope it's not one of these things where this is, you know, this is a chink in the in the damn wall, and others are going to follow suit. Um, well, the the one thing that we we could look at as well is uh you know the ETF for uh, futures got approved I believe, 
And yeah. uh, I think they're going to get approval on spot. So I'm not too worried about Binance. All right. We'll have to, we'll keep our eye on that one and stay up to date with what's going on. Okay. The next one, we did have another Upland article, which was kind of cool. We like when these pop up from time to time. Now, this is old. Well, it's not old news. It's recent news to us, but it's cool to see this go out and about in the wider community. Upland and Nowhere unite to forge a new era of digital community interactions for the metaverse. So this is all about the cafes. Um, so they're talking here, super app. Um, we've we've talked about cafes extensively. This article, they kind of this is on coinjournal.net. So it's cool that this is getting it out and about. It's you know it talks about how Upland, um, you can play games, show off your 3D avatars. It mentions Upland as a super app. Yeah, this is a nice article. I really like this. It's um, it's really playing up the community and and whatnot. Leveraging Nowhere's cutting edge three D technology, players will soon be able to build, customize, and operate their own meta ventures on a global scale by combining the most active and engaging virtual real estate game of Upland with Nowhere's visually stunning and easy to use virtual world platform. Upland plus Nowhere are poised to become the most active Web3 metaverse on the planet. Wow. Yeah, so that's that's, that's cool. Yeah, to see them, you know, to big up that partnership. That's really cool. And then, you know, it, it goes on to outline what Upland is and what about Nowhere is. And that's from, you know, contact Lindsay. Isn't that uh, yes. Lindsay who's head of marketing now? So. Yes, she is. Thank you, Lindsay. That's cool. We we want to see more articles like this out and about. And we're just going to race through these. Like I said, we'll, we'll blitz through them pretty quick. And, of course, they're all going to freaking reload. <laughs> now, this is fun. Oh, now, wow. May tie into stuff that the X have got going on as well. What? These Swiss engineers have built a VR suit that could help you feel things in the metaverse. It, we've touched <laughs> on this show. We've talked about haptic glove. We've talked about that kind of headset that blows on your your lips. mouth. Also, yeah, for kissing. That, that was a bit weird. X-rated, but yeah, there's uh, vests. There's all sorts of things. And you've mentioned a few times. So yeah, well, what about the full suit? Well, maybe this is the start of it. So yeah, take it away. All right. The full bodysuit can be moved by electric signals sent to it, or it can relay them to record exactly how it is being moved by the wearer. So I guess it customizes itself. It may soon be possible to feel the metaverse. I like that. Eight mechanical engineering students at ETH Zurich, the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology, are developing a tactile suit that covers the entire body to super boost... <laughs> immersive experiences in the metaverse the suit features many sensor and soft human-like muscles allowing a lot more natural interaction with virtual reality that is so freaking cool let's see how much this costs well that's ready player one isn't it that's exactly what it is pretty much costs scroll, scroll, scroll. have a guess what do you think what do you think before we get there uh 500 i think it's probably still in testing and they won't say Let's see. How does it work? The muscles contract and expand with a tiny electric current. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> you poof, you're all on fire. <laughs> so you have beat, beat saver yourself in, your, in the crutch on a lonely Friday night. So you have pouches that are filled with a special fluid and you spray electrodes on them and you apply voltage on these electrodes so that these muscles zip together and this leads to a contraction of the muscle. That's cool. 
The Metasuit can also track and map the movements of humans without any, without using any camera systems. Wow. Huh. Proprioception. That's crazy. Proprioception. Wow. Yeah, I got to look into that word, proprioception. In a test, the team has created a virtual reality where the player can let a bird land on their hand and feel it using the muscles contracting and on the suit. And then squeeze the life out of it. And eat it. Yes, it is amazing. <laughs> like the first few tries where we actually tried our technology, we all had to laugh because it was such an amazing feeling, something I've never felt before. You're in an entirely other environment. You could be on Mars you, and you feel something and it feels real, said old mate. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make a price. doesn't say a price. Wow. What do you think about that, boys? I mean, like, it, that, that's where I kind of viewed a tall head at one point. I didn't, I didn't know it would come this quick, though. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it does seem like it's in an early test stage, but. Oh, and pro proprioception refers to the sense of limb position and movement where the latter is specifically referred to as kinesthesia. Pro proprioception feedback is critical for proper balance and motor control, inverted by fast conducting fiber fibers, muscles have receptors involved in blah blah blah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's um science fiction becoming reality, isn't it? So yeah, now uh now just picture an exoskeleton layered over that, you know, programmed to uh, Derek Jeter, and you're playing shortstop now. Ooh. Yeah. And like you talk about like the the um immersive experiences the X has got going on things like this, you know. Crazy. Crazy. I wonder Matt, that's a question we didn't ask too. Like um with the combat sort of stuff, is there going to be like damage mechanics as part of the NFTs? Yes. Yeah, that's uh planned. I mean, it's not going to be initial, but um absolutely. Like the wear and tear mm. that uh, we all talk about. Yeah. And uh, there'll be a, a healing mechanism. Um, you know, there are a lot of ideas about how we're going to get that done. But yeah, pretty much everything that, you know, you guys have talked about and the community's talked about, you know, we're trying to incorporate as much as we can. That's Very cool. cool. Yeah. All right. Now, this next one was a bit odd. This is one of those ones where are we going to have 10,000 different types of metaverses? So we've got CeeLo <laughs> Green and producer Jack Splash partner with Seek Metaverse for upcoming Project The Pink. Chase, I'm not up to date with all what the cool kids have got going on. You got me up to speed last week about somebody called, what was it, the holiday or the vacation or somebody? Who was that? <laughs> the weekend. <laughs> the weekend, yes. So, please. Oh, look. Wait, please translate this for me. I don't know what the uh, hell this means. <laughs> CeeLo Green. So he's a he's an, he's a music artist. He's sang that song, I think I'm crazy. Well, he hasn't mm. I haven't heard from him in a while since maybe the mid two thousand like two thousand six ish. I don't know. I think he's he's had some stuff out, but yeah. Seek Metaverse. Have you ever heard of that? No. I think it's playing off his name, CeeLo. But I think, I, I don't know. I think he should have partnered with somebody. Oh, my God. Upcoming Project The Pink. That looks. Yeah. That looks crazy. Looking at that. That's cringe. That is cringe. <laughs> so CeeLo Green and Grammy-winning producer Jack Splash, also known as The Pink, have partnered with Seek Metaverse for the upcoming collaborative project, The Pink 
out later this year. The, the record's first single series arrived on Friday, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know who Jack Splash is. I Filmed mean... in Miami, users joining via the app will have an immersive experience with other fans and an opportunity to engage with CeeLo and Jack Splash in real time in the segment. Well, that's cool. The experience can be accessed on mobile tab, table and browser with, with or without a VR, VR headset. That's cool. All right. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So oh, I, wow. did, Splash I did is... click. Oh, sorry. What'd you find? Splash is a songwriter and he's written like a lot of songs for really popular artists like Alicia Keys, Kendrick Lamar, John Legend, CeeLo, uh, okay. Missy Elliott, on and on. So those are, those are some big names then. So I did click this thing here. What is the Seek Metaverse? I haven't looked at this. I just pulled up the link. Let's see. What is this about? Seek Metaverse. All right. Looks like an artist's profile thing. Lady Gaga, Diamond, somebody. <laughs> look very metaverse -y. this is the landing page it looks like a land, go to land see what land is underneath official. oh my god i'm cringing yeah, yeah this looks... is really <laughs> let's see <clears throat> this looks like myspace for artists or something metamask don't do that uh -huh. So this looks kind of sandboxy. This look, sandbox. you know what this looks like? This looks very much like that Minecraft thing, Uplift World. Uplift yeah. World, yeah, sandboxy. Hmm. I'm gonna get out of here because it's gonna crash my shield laptop. But yeah, I mean, hmm. yeah. Let's see here. Let's click on the menu. Seek land. Seek tokens. Seek VR headset. Sports. Blog. Nah. I mean, this I wouldn't touch this with a ten foot pole. Yeah, I wish them well. I hope they do well, but it's not for me. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Explore. Click the link in the description at your own risk. Um, take this one away, Chase. Arena Pixel: unique combination of GameFi, NFT, and fascinating new mechanics. What's so this, this about? My neck of the world. Avondale, Auckland, Arena Pixel, a unique GameFi project combined with NFT on the blockchain promises players a memorable experience and the opportunity to prof profit from the game with a bright 8-bit graphic style. The game not only shocks players with new gameplay mechanics, but also opens the door to making money through NFT ownership and trading. I like that. With Arena yeah, well, that's what it's all about. With Arena Pixel, players own unique in-game items such as tokens, heroes, weapons, yada, yada, yada. These items are beautiful visuals and have real value in there, blah, 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 blah. blah. Yes. You know, I could see a Blandia becoming this. This looks kind of cool. I, I like it. I kind of yeah. games. 8-bit is my freaking thing. Like That reminds me of like a Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Mortal Kombat or like a Zelda type thing. I mean, if this doesn't try to be too fancy within itself with the background mechanics and that, if it's just these kind of simplified NFT game experience, oh, this is something I'd be interested in. This would be yeah. a bit of fun. Huh. In addition, Arena Pixel also offers special features such as staking and farming, allows players to earn additional profits through holding and using the project's tokens. <laughs> Look at that dinosaur space. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wonder <clears throat> how advanced this is, social media. The beta test launch date is June 30th, so coming ah. up. The project is expected to launch pad this July. All right. Well, I'm going. I'm 
definitely going to click the link in the description myself and follow up on this one and just so you dive into that a bit more and keep my um keep my finger in the pie so to speak all right three more to go this next one now this is something that you and i have been talking about ad nauseum since we started this show pretty much is i see you had a sneaky peek and looked at the description is about how nfts are going to completely revolutionize ticketing yeah now I've I've talked about how much of a pain in the ass the ticketing system is in Japan. Like you buy a ticket from a somewhere, but that's not the ticket. That's the ticket for you to line up to get your actual ticket. Wow. And we've all all been there with, you know, maybe it's a concert or something you want to go to and you're trying to get your credit card details in and it's all been gobbled up and this, that, and the other thing. I've also talked about on this show how when I used to go to concerts, I used to collect the ticket stubs and keep those in my CDs and sold those on eBay and all that sort of stuff. So this is definitely coming. Now we have seen this with, um, what are some of the projects that have done this? Uh, some of the, wasn't the, the Super Bowl did like a thing where the tickets were NFTified. Oh, we, we covered that. There was, I think it might've been some basketball experiences. There's a whole bunch of stuff like that. So, you know, I think this is definitely the way of the future. So this says Web3 NFT tickets will change the way we experience music festivals forever. Bum, bum, bum. Forever. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's just a nice, uh, while, in, while intersection between music and technology is not a new concept, our utilization of tech, of tech to enhance our music experience continues to evolve. Music festivals are a prime example of this evolution, having started as Road trips to open fields where experiencing live shows often meant being surrounded by dirt and thousands of other people pushing to get a glimpse of the artist. I did that. Yep. Uh, but now we have mega screens, VIP boxes, online streaming, AR and VR technology, and more. How much more? No, I'm just kidding. All aimed at enhancing user enjoyment. By way of Web3 advancements, we can experience our favorite festivals before we even touch the concert grounds. All thanks to NFT tickets. Now there yeah. was there were similar things in Vegas actually, where yeah. we bought the tickets online, but we had to go to the box office to pick them up. Like the ticket was mm. just to get in line to get a ticket, and that gauged how many people showed up via how many people purchased it and then couldn't make it, which is extremely yeah. smart. Yep. Yeah, the, it's these kind of articles that we need to get out to the normies and into the mainstream so people can start to see, you know, the benefits of something like this. So uh, maybe I would assume it's going to get into it here. Uh, Coachella was one of the first major festivals to utilize these types of tickets for memorabilia and lifetime festival access. Oh, and you've, yeah, yeah, I was going to say you've talked about the, the POA angle for ages. Um, so that was their partnership with FTX, ugh, which fell by the wayside. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my yeah. God, that didn't age. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it, it goes on. <laughs> One significant advantage is that the issuer of the ticket can control the initial and resale value price, limiting resellers who want to take advantage of buyers. Yeah, so for scalping and that sort of stuff. Interesting. Um, additionally, the user can track the seller history during resale. Yep, because it's on the blockchain. <laughs> Yeah, but people could have more than one wallet and like that's how they're going to do it. They're going to create 
500 wallets and buy 500 ticket NFTs. Yeah. There's always a way. There's always, There's always a, a way. way to game the system. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's cool. Yeah. Even just from like the the collector's perspective, I think that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, being being able to match it, like you you got you went to Genesis Week and you got a shirt because you were at Genesis Week. You know, there there'll be things like this in the future where if you've been to such and such a concert and you've got the NFT to prove it, well, we've talked about how you can. Um, the guys talked about that at the start of the show where you can then, you know, you essentially burn that NFT to get, uh, you make get a exclusive T-shirt or something like that, some in real life thing as well. Or it could be um, meet and greets with artists. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to happen with that. Well, I'm still waiting for my, um, what is it, early bird uh, POAP NFT. We should dive into that. We haven't dived into that because that is some, that's some, dodgy bullshit right there things happen like i get it things happen i think i'm not going to be angry unless like they get back to me and say there's nothing we can do for you but they are looking into it so like i can forgive mistakes there were a lot there were a lot of mistakes well they, well, yeah, the one thing that i'm really mad about that they haven't really got back to me on was they had me as not being there even though the yeah lady, that's us yeah, yeah the lady scanned my ticket i wasn't uh exhibit exhibitor um i was early bird yet i wasn't shown as being there therefore my name wasn't in that thing that they were rolling for the totem which is totally not fair and um, you're not the only one that's yeah you know actually one. i'm one too you know i'm, I'm yeah. one of those as well you know sean actually purchased my ticket and I didn't get anything yet. So, Look you know, we that. just ironed that out. But, you know, I was thinking the same thing when they're rolling the, um, you know, for the prize winners, you know, the same we thing is going to my head. Yeah, yep. we weren't in that. That's, that's messed up. Yeah, because totems you, 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 are you're big. Being, you're being very tactful in the way you said that. But the, the mess, the, I don't know whether it was auto generated or whatever, but the message that you were sent was, um, computer says, no, you suck. You weren't there stop trying to get stuff that you didn't qualify for and you're like what the actual fuck like i had to show i had to send a picture of me with my husband in the booth and <laughs> putting my thumbs up i'm like look there i am like what else do i need to to show and then i noticed my husband who we were at the registration table at the same time we had we both had the early bird he got his drum set be and and he's like oh look i got a new be and i'm like oh that's cool i don't remember that so i'm looking through mine and i'm like oh i don't have it so i sent them an email and i showed them my ticket where both of our tickets were it says early bird and i'm like you know let me know if i need to put anything else or you need anything from me um and they were they're getting back to me um yeah sometime yeah the, the, there's been some kind of catastrophic catastrophic epic failure along the way for for all of the early birds that they're, they're your most engaged people in the community <laughs> the, the people that that bought those tickets as soon as that you know, i think you didn't you buy it within like a minute yeah yeah because i had to ask solely of course i'm like solely can we go please my birthday gift and he's like yeah okay 
and your reward for that is to be utterly burnt and to to not have any of those potentially not have any of those names in that barrel for all of those massive prizes that's bad that's really bad i think they should do a re-roll they should roll two more names from the people who weren't in included and that for me would make me happy then like at least somebody who was kind of screwed over would get something from it uh you're too cheesy i'll be i'll be whiny i say everybody who was affected by that if your name wasn't put in that barrel everybody should get a totem doesn't have to be a fancy rare one you should just get you should be able to give be given a totem yeah yeah that that would go a long way I think uh, they can mitigate, you know, any issues like that if they went through the Upland platform to do it as, a, as opposed to Eventbrite, right? Yeah. I oh. think that was the, the main issue. I think if they just went through Upland to do it, I think every everybody would be counted for. Yeah, there's there's definitely been some kind of failure there within the, the bookkeeping on the back end. So, yeah, that, that really sucks. So hopefully they look after you and get it squared away. I don't think so, but... Um... I guess I'm not going to die on this hill. No, no. It's just, again, it is one of those things where it is emerging technology, yada, yada, yada. Mistakes will happen. Interns are going to intern. This was a big mistake, though, because it was like. This is monumental. Yeah. Yeah. This was a really huge thing. And I would have really liked to have been considered, (laughs) you know. Yes. What can you do? All right. right, Two more to touch on. Just a couple of quick ones. Oh, it's gonna be silly. Don't do that. So we did. We do know that the well, I did see that um, Bitcoin has bounced back a little bit. I haven't fully checked that out myself yet. So who knows? Uh, but it has here. Board Ape Yacht Club NFT prices are plunging. Why? I mean, because it's pump and dump. I, I like what have they done for like Board Ape Yacht, Yacht Club? Yacht Club. Like what dump. is what is the what is the utility of it? Well, don't forget they have all these. Um, they do in real life events. They do. They they're paying their. What did we touch on last week? They're paying their um, their council members twenty five thousand US a month or something. So, <laughs> and they are considered one of the blue chip NFT projects. So if they're going to fall, well, that doesn't speak well for the wider, you know, ecosystem. I think NFTs are really, um evolving in regards to like something that's 10,000 um nfts just with a different style on it isn't worth anything anymore it's got to have actual utility like all right you own this you can go to a restaurant yeah yeah sure all right that's cool you go to an event like you have to be in like the top five percent to kind of even afford stuff like this so but what, what do they say about blood in the streets you know maybe this is if you've been sweating on getting one maybe maybe now's the time well i'd rather invest my money in something like the x or you know something that's going to give me me personally what i personally want like 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 fun and gameplay and uh, maybe a business inside the the metaverse selling stuff that i make at within you know yeah i mean a lot of this when the when the floor price was at four hundred and twenty nine thousand, that and wasn't it justin bieber and all of them were piling in and it was yeah. all a flex it's just were, a flex yeah they were probably given them and probably paid to promote them 
Yeah, I don't know. Remember that whole thing where Seth Green, he had his fished out from under him and then he was trying to buy it back and he bought it back. And, uh, and yeah, then where's his show? <laughs> you well, know, he say, could have made that up. It's very easy to have ideas. It takes a lot of effort to put them into fruition. So Yeah. All right, one last one. We did see that Sao Paulo was released and there's the partnership with the um, Brazilian Stock Car Championship. Maybe this is not ties into it, but <clears throat> part of me reflects something that might go along with a similar situation. So here we've got Race Club. Racer Club drives excitement in NFT gaming with upcoming game server launch. Oh. Was this yet another platform? And look at that, Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> racer labs a leading nft game project is gearing up to launch its highly antip- anticipated racer club game server generating immense buzz within the nft community is it have you heard of it have you no immense buzz? <laughs> i think chat gpt might have wrote that headline um following the successful binance igo oh there you go for the vip fan pass lucky early adopters are eagerly awaiting the opportunity to claim their free shard value to 0.3 eth and the game servers go live what do we got in here? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Blah, blah, so what blah, do you blah, actually blah. do? We are thrilled to be on the cusp of introducing the Racer Club game server. So that's interesting that this is, it's not one particular game. It's a server of games. And unveiling the concept of shards to the world. The fusion of game tech and NFT art will redefine the gaming experience and position us as a leader in the NFT gaming space. Fluff, 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 fluff. <laughs> Our vision is to, yeah, fluff buzzwords. What do you actually do? Empower, empower users, uh, dynamic gaming ecosystems. Ah, does it actually say what you do? You know what you can do? You could probably take the article and then throw it back in the GDP and ask, what do they do? <laughs> oh, nice. It might spit you out a correct answer, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because this is all fluff. Now, Racer Club Labs is yeah. a pioneer NFT game project. Post. Yeah, more fluff. The introduction of shards, a unique combination of game tech and NFT arts, sets Racer Club apart as a leader in the NFT gaming space oh. with a vision. Again, it doesn't even say. Yeah. I was hoping that was going to dive into what the actual game part was going to be. but eh, You get winners, you get losers. Put your shards up your odds. Yes. <laughs> your ours. <All> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's all I've got for this week, Chase. Thank you once again for organizing all of that stuff on the you back end. It. Doing what you do. And thanks for Satoshi and Esero and Dan and Sean for jumping in. That was a fun discussion. Awesome show. Awesome show. Thanks for having us again. Thank you. Thank no worries, you. Mike. Greatly appreciate and it. We'll definitely get you back on at some stage when things kick off. And yeah, you know, it's always an open invitation, whether it be, you know, this for the long form stuff or short snippets on the UDU podcast, always open and available. Yes. And Satoshi's voice is like, he, he's, he's almost like a background guy for you guys. It's not bad. Think of that trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. On that note, Chase, I think that wraps us up. Stay fresh cheese bags. Go ahead, just pick you up. Talk about cheese, motherfucker. Go ahead, get your pinky up. Go ahead, get your pinky up. Go ahead, get your pinky up. Talk about cheese, motherfucker. Go ahead, get your pinky up. Go ahead, get your pinky up. Evil empire, samurai, riding on the dingo, flying through the sky. Cheese in the house, get up to drive. Get your
For some of that quality outdoor decor. But you got no freaking idea where to go? Oh, come on over to Samurai Aquatics and Decor for all your outdoor decor needs. Got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Delete that. I'm still not ready. Sorry. Get yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Or maybe some kind of crappy ramshackle building that, I don't know, needs a bit of extra spunk to it or something. And stop mucking about and get yourself over to Samurai Aquatics Discord to see all our available stock. We've got loads of different decor to spend your pretend money on. We got saunas to fire you up, and ice baths to chew you the fudge out. Literally, stock coming out of our ears. Grills, swings, seating, and more. So much more. And if we don't got it, give us a buzz, and we can probably make it. Get yourself on over to Samurai Aquatics at 30 Aqua Vista Way in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, Ligeti Split, and gorge yourself on outdoor decor. <laughs> 